Namaskar and welcome to NFL Masala. I'm your co-host, Anant. And I'm your other co-host, Rakshak. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 36 of NFL Masala, <laughs> where we talk about all the latest happenings in the NFL with a little bit of spice. So this episode is the biggest one of the year. It's the preview of the Super Bowl weekend. That also includes the NFL Honor Show, but this year the NFL Honors is is you know we're we're gonna write it off except for just you know one award that's NFL Fan of the Year that has to go to Tom Grassi. So we will be on uh you know on deck or we'll be watching out for that one. So yeah. <clears throat> besides that, we just got you know some Tamakadar news, a bit of couch uh coaching carousel updates, and then obviously talking about the Super Bowl. So let's get started, shall we? Yeah, lead the way. So before we do get started, because it's a Super Bowl, we try to invite in as many guests as possible. So right now we have three guests. We have Varun, Abhishek, and Cameron, and all of them are previous guests of some of our other episodes. You also heard Varun last week. He was there for the recap of Heartbreak Weekend. So welcome back, guys. Thanks for coming on again. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks. All righty. So let's get started with some Tamakadar news. Uh, the first bit, it's a little bit of a coaching news, but it's weird. And I don't know if this is necessarily legal or not, but we'll talk about it. Eric Bieniemy, okay. after being fired by the commanders for whatever reason, um, visited the Chiefs during the Baltimore, uh, you know, during the championship weekend game versus Baltimore. And he had like a speech with them um, and he sat in on meetings and talked with various offensive players like Patrick Mahomes. And he was there in the building during, you know, that game or before that game. So I don't even know if that's legal or not. Can, can you actually like, and th this was before he was actually fired. Like this was before he was officially fired. So huh. it seems like it seems like it. It honestly seems like Eric Bieniemy is trying to go back to uh, the Chiefs, and it honestly makes sense because the year that they, you know, last year when they won the Super Bowl, they were a much more effective team offensively speaking, and they had the same personnel as they do this year. But what changed was Eric Bieniemy. Right, he left for the Washington Commanders offensive coordinator job this year. He actually did decently well considering he had Sam Howell, right, as his uh, quarterback. But I think you know th this is just another uh, marker for him to like go back to the Chiefs and who knows they might even win another Super Bowl next year. But we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, that was that. I don't know what you guys think about that one. Whether if 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 that was like shady or. If that's just the way that it goes, I don't know. Do you guys have any comments on that? Yeah, that's a bit shady. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, take if the Chiefs win, take away their Super Bowl. Uh, find them. Take this league office. Take away their first round draft pick. Yeah, take away their first rounder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 We already started. Great like, to have. Yeah. Great to, have, 
opening salvos, man. <laughs> opening salvos, like let loose the ammunition, y'all. Exactly. <laughs> Great to have some unbiased opinions right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, always. <laughs> no, no, these are not unbiased opinions. You got to remember, these are professional opinions. Exactly. These have been exactly. cited by NFL Masala Worthy. That's right. like the highest level you can go up to. Right. All righty. What's next, Rakshak? Yeah, well, um, this was recent. And, of course, this is kind of a bit of a big deal. But um, this is according to the Baltimore banner. Um, this was updated at close to... Um, 3.54 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Baltimore County Police are investigating an alleged domestic assault involving Ravens wide receiver Zay Flowers. Oh, boy. And um, it also includes the police department in action in Acton, Massachusetts, which acknowledged a domestic violence incident report related to an, related to an incident in Baltimore County last month and involving Flowers. Um, I don't want... I'm not going to go more into those details because I don't, after a long time I'm calling this a Kachara news right now. Kachara yep. means trash, ladies and gentlemen. This is trash news. This is the last thing I wanted to hear about, but unfortunately this had to happen. I mean, we're getting this. I mean, I mean what a what a, what a week for Zay Flowers. First off, he drops a potential, you know, what? Like, game changing catch. Two then stupid fumbles, mistakes, right? Two and then he mistakes. has the taunting, yeah. uh, taunting um, penalty, and then now this. Like, obviously, this is this is an allegation, so we don't know the full extent. But yeah, I, I was watching. Like, there was one. I don't know how if this is verified or not, but there was a TMZ clip about the alleged incident. Where it was like an elevator uh, video, like elevator camera video, um, where, you know, he apparently he's in the frame, but it's his back towards the camera. So you can't really see his face. So, you know, we don't know if that's true or not. But, you know, he was having a heated argument with some woman uh, in, in the elevator. And he hit her like uh -huh. after after the argument. So, yeah, I... Uh, We'll wait and see what happens, but it just looks to be terrible, terrible. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if there was a massive suspension coming his way pending the investigation this offseason. And that means the Ravens are going to need to draft another wide receiver in the first round. And another, and I feel like it's, and I really have to say this, like, I mean, uh, in, the, in this thing, it's kind of bringing back memories of like what happened, the deal with Ray Rice and the right. domestic allegate the, the and the domestic um assault and like and that incident i mean it's just disgusting whatsoever like you knowing that was happening like it's stupid that's all i could say stupid yeah. on ray rice i don't know i mean stupid on zay flower if this is con if this is alleged to be true and it's confirmed then i mean like i'm sorry young man you just threw your career away just like that yep <clears throat> all righty yeah, uh, let's just move on, please. Yeah, uh, let, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, so another bit of news. Uh, you know, this this debate has been going on for, especially this year. It's it's been going on for a while. Uh, grass fields versus turf fields. So we've seen, you know, we've we've seen the data where turf fields, especially you know ones <clears throat> where there's like a specific type of turf that has sort of like a loopy pattern. 
uh, at the at the end of each uh, artificial turf blade, um, it often you know gets caught in the player's uh, cleats, and when they try to move uh, with a severe like angular rotation, um, then they get a lot of these type of uh, injuries like ACLs and uh, Achilles tears, and all of these type of big injuries that we see. <clears throat> at MetLife and and uh, other stadiums that use this type of uh, turf, so a lot of players have been calling for grass fields over turf. And it apparently, according to the NFLPA's um, you know executive director Loud Lloyd Howell, he is saying that that players' union, it, over ninety two percent of the players uh, of the union want grass fields over turf. Now, the funny and hypocritical thing is MetLife Stadium will change their turf to a grass field. Not for football, at least American football, but for soccer or international football. When the, uh, when the FIFA World Cup in 2026 is coming to the United States and North America, and the final will also be played um, at MetLife Stadium, that's why they're going to be changing their turf. Okay, I have to go on a little bit of a rock shock rant here for for at least a minute on this one. Go and, ahead. And with this, I am I have to and this is directly to you FIFA. Why on earth are you going to put the FIFA World Cup game at freaking MetLife Stadium? I'm sorry, but that is a trash stadium. If you wanted a bigger venue for like the greatest event in the world that happens every 4 years, I would have picked it either Arlington AT&T Stadium, which is like, yes, Cowboy Stadium, because that's the only trophy that they will touch other than the Super Bowl since 1996. And, and, or even, or even SoFi, Dallas or SoFi would be most appropriate. But then you go and pick it, and you, they, but then you go and pick MetLife. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Like, are you serious? Shame on you, FIFA. Shame on you. I think the reason why they would select it though is because of the time zone. If you look at the viewership of of who actually watches the FIFA World Cup, most of that is going to be international, right? Especially Europe right. and Asia. So if you have the World Cup matches, especially the final in Eastern Standard Time, that's going to be a much closer time zone to all of these other international time zones. Um than let's say like Pacific time or central time. Hmm. So I think that's probably the reason why they chose New York also I, because it is I, New York city. Go I was ahead, about Abhishek. to say that. I was about to say that Rukshak, you're forgetting one thing. We're talking yeah. about one of the greatest cities in the world. They're talking about New York city. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. people, I think, I think more than anything, you can have more fun in New York. It's going to be a party like, geez, dude, like the, the amount of, revenue the city is going to get i mean i hope they fix the city too because mm -hmm. they, they should and it, it's going to be huge i mean i mean i would love for the game to be in dallas i mean you know a chance if i could go i would go but like dude no one's going to be partying in arlington like where are they going to party at university of texas at arlington yeah. like legit where like, i don't know let me see what's that frisco <laughs> dallas is not i mean i love dallas born and raised yeah. in dallas but it's not new york city and i agree they could have done la but I just think the glory of New York City, it it's by far the greatest city in the world. And you can't you can't go wrong with that. I know MetLife sucks and I'm happy they're switching to grass, but can't I don't blame them for it. It's it is what it is. But um I hope I they fix 
I hope they fix the infrastructure around that. I think, and I think they said they're going to do a lot of renovations for it because they should, first of all, because I think it's, it's like, um, it's dying, right? Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't let it be like FedEx field. That's all. Uh, that's all I hope for. <laughs> Nothing is going to be like that, but I think the semis are in LA and, and Dallas, right? Right. I, I think so. I think the two, uh, the two semis are going to be in LA and Dallas. Yeah. So far, no, so they, far. they could have gone to Miami. Like if they were concerned about um Miami you know, would be nice. It's a party. Right? Yeah. It's it's a party city. The weather's gonna be better. Or actually, if it's in the summer, it's gonna be way too hot. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, isn't but isn't isn't summer in New York also pretty hot too? I don't they go up to the I think, like, but I think it's it's humidity though, though, right? Yeah. Right, yeah, that, that that's the difference. That's the difference. Like Miami's humidity is probably at like ninety percent versus New York's maybe like seventy percent, but it's also gonna be ninety degrees versus Miami's probably gonna be in the hundreds at that point. Oh, but, we have, um I have breaking the Makadar news. Yes, um, sir. The NFL honors offensive mm -hmm. rookie of the year goes to CJ Stroud. Okay. Well, I mean, that was to be expected, oh, honestly. Can't expect anyone else. First yeah. Place, yeah, I wasn't really Guess who came in second? Puka. Puka. Yep. Yeah. Puka Nakua. Yeah. There's yeah. no other person. There's only those two people that played well as rookies yeah. offensively. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Rams got a freaking steal with Puka, man. That's all I can say. I think it, it, it's also because he's in the Sean McVay offense with Matt Stafford as his QB. Like mm. you can knock Matt Stafford as much as uh, uh, as you want, but Matt Stafford this year still played at a pretty good level, right? Mm -hmm. There's still a reason why they went to the divisional round when everybody expected them to regress um, to like you know. Wait, they lost in the wild card. They lost. They lost in the yeah, wild card, wild card. Yeah. not divisional one. But yeah, but, I, but I think I think they would have been better than they were the seventh seed. They lost to the Rams, right? Or sorry, they were the sixth seed. I think they could have been fifth or like I mean, I don't think they would have won the division because of you know the Niners right. being so good. But I think they could have definitely been better if Cooper Cup was healthy in the beginning of the season. He missed like what the first month and a half. Right, um, right, yeah. And then Puka Puka gets to basically be Cooper Cup in a Cooper Cup system. Like mm -hmm. a Cooper Cup player, I mean, it's just it's Stafford's lucky, yeah. And they got it, they got a steal, and you know he's a cheap contract, so they can ride that out. <laughs> Mainly because Rams have no one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Puka also mentioned uh, during the NFL Media Week that you know Cooper Cup was the 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 guy who taught him healthier habits because, um, and he was like an older brother to him almost because Puka Nakua was always like you know. <laughs> gaming late night uh he wasn't working on his sleep that much and cooper cup was the one who like instilled those type of beliefs so i think that also plays a factor but yeah i mean he is still it's it's he's still a steal right but yeah. the uh, the, yeah. the the degree to which uh the amount of success that he's had i think you have to look at the other factors in play as well. The environment that he that he's in the quarterback that who who's throwing the ball to him like if he went to Cleveland, for example, he would he nearly would not have had the same season uh, that he had this year because of the quarterback who's throwing to him. That's that's what I meant to say. Like he he's still a really good player, but mm -hmm. you also have to look at the surrounding environment that he's that he's given. But yeah, at the end of the day, C.J. Stroud, there's there's no argument. He was going to be the offensive rookie of the year. Like even if 
they didn't make the playoffs or like they made, you know, the wild card then they lost to the Cleveland Browns. Nobody expected the Texans to be a playoff team. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they were the they were what, the second worst team in the NBA last year. Second yes. overall pick and mm, yes. they got um they they made it to they won the division. I mean, first of all, First of all, the Jags threw it away. For, let's yeah, just yeah, yeah they did. They did. Oh, they man. had a ninety-nine percent chance of making the playoffs. Hilar- in a hilarious <laughs> fashion, my isn't that isn't that crazy? <laughs> Wasn't it like what week week eighteen? It was if the Jags won, the Bills would have gotten eliminated. But yeah. then the Jags yeah. lost, so the Bills got made it, and then they beat Miami to get the second seed. I mean, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> well, yeah. All right. So that's out of the way. So yeah, uh, for others, you know, for our listeners who are going to be listening to this, you know, tomorrow or day after tomorrow, whatever. So right now we're recording uh, as the NFL Honors, you know, shocker is going on right now. So yeah, so we're we're gonna continually interrupt the recording with whoever wins, you know, whichever award. Um, so yeah, just be on the lookout for that one. All righty, let's move on. All Last right. but not least, Rakshak. Yes, with this, um, it has to involve with my team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Apparently, um, this was recorded on February 5th. And this was a very surprising thing. Um, Roger Goodell, um, NFL commissioner, draw, said uh, in, the, in, his, um, in the pre-Super Bowl press conference on Monday that the Eagles will be hosting the first ever NFL game of all places in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Friday, September 6th oh, at, <laughs> at, at Arena Corinthians. I'm like, okay. Um, I don't know how I feel about this because I'll I'll say this. I mean, it's awesome that that the Eagle that um that that the Eagles get the opportunity to go to Brazil. I mean, Sao Paulo. I mean, I can imagine a bunch of people saying, Voam Aguias Voam. I that's like my I think I just like Googled English to Portuguese, fly Eagles, fly to Voam Aguias Voam. I I don't know if I'm saying this right, but please don't please don't come after me. Um, that's all no, I can say. No. But all I could say is that like I mean, yeah, you'll be um, you'll be giving like fans will get like a better reason to travel, but you're losing a home a game with home field advantage at the link. So, um, I I mean, and and I know like um, I was chatting with some Pete, with some guys like especially Pete Nathan. Shout out to the Pete Nathan show, um, a fellow Eagles content creator. Um, he they were at, uh, I'm like it's like. We lose this opportunity to go to go to a home game, like to kick off the season, but to go to Brazil and then you have a rest advantage for the week for for week two. It's like I don't know. It's a bit of a I have mixed feelings about it. So that's all I could say. I hope the Packers go there because they do have surprisingly they have like a pretty sizable fan base in Brazil. Um, and you know Sao Paulo. The only thing that Sao Paulo needed. It's favelas needed were a bunch of Eagles fans, sore Eagles fans losing. Right. That, that's that's what they needed for their environment. Oh, okay. so I think the best okay. scenario for that to happen is for the Packers to go to Sao Paulo. So we basically want to have a NFL have have like the have to kick off the year with an NFL masala bowl, man. 
Hell yeah, yeah, bro. Make it spicy. Dude, yeah, and uh, of course we bring in all that feijoada and and hell get like hell I'll get like freaking Anderson Silva with me on this one. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. It's good. But I mean like especially with like um with I thought if it was like in Brazil or like Rio, I think <laughs> everything would be like blocked, but like Sao Paulo is definitely a good area. Of course, home to Corinthians, one of the most famous clubs in South um football clubs in south america so it's i think it'd be it's a it's gonna be a good experience and if the packers get it man anand i think we may have to do our our pot our podcast in in portuguese that's for sure oh right yeah yeah because we have like what four months to learn portuguese <laughs> oh hey you know what, hey you know what that's why we got dual lingo now these days we might yes. as well get that going yeah I will say, I will say that you we, you just brought up Eagles in Brazil. Did you guys see the entire week leading up to that? The Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you got that Thursday's that NFL opening kickoff day, the fifth and the sixth. The Eagles play in Brazil. The yeah. seventh, whoever watches college football, Texas at Michigan, which is oh, going to be hell oh, fun. That's gonna be fun yeah. The, yes. the eighth, the eighth is the first NFL Sunday, and the ninth is the first Monday Night Football. So that week, Jeez, so that five days, going to be fun. Five days, Five days of days non-stop of football. football, man. That, this is what we look for. Exactly. <laughs> this is what the NFL has looked for too. Like, <laughs> the, you know, there was there was a recent statistic I think, uh, like during the playoffs or something like that, where um, they looked at TV viewership numbers. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but out of the fifty top TV events during like Saturday night or Sunday night, forty-eight. Uh, or or like on the year 48 of the top 50 events were nfl games damn damn in terms of yeah i did see that i did see yeah and a lot of them were uh, as much as i you know it's we we make fun of them but a lot of them the cowboys games right like cowboys versus eagles cowboys versus giants the thanksgiving game yes yes yeah so what what, when you look at those uh, statistics no wonder, you know, the NFL is trying to market and, you know, or, or monopolize as many days of the week as possible because it is so lucrative. <laughs> Nobody watches anything else on cable TV. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that for the market our news. Oh, there's Let's one more on. that I'd like to I'd like to okay. call out. Miles Garrett just won defensive player of the year. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Guess who guess Miles Garrett. Who are, who do you think was second and third or who do you think was second yeah. Yeah, Parsons, tj Micah? it was it was it was miles garrett who got majority of the votes 23 tj watt at 19 michael parsons at seven and what surprised Ooh. me but i guess the way he ended the season mm-hmm. deron bland just had one oh, uh, vote for DPLI. Wow. Wow. but he i will say he had a great year but he got cooked at the end of the year yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. If, if if you look at the if you look at the the playoff game, I think, and even before the playoff game, like <laughs> the last two or three games, I think he, he wasn't that effective. Yeah, versus um, the good teams, he was bad, and then he got that pick six versus the Commanders at the end of the week, and we're like, holy shit, he might be back. And then right. we all know how that Packers <laughs> game ended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Miles Garrett, congratulations for him. Is this his second DPOI? First, first, first. Oh wow! Okay, wow. and That's yeah, surprising. TJ, yeah, and TJ Watt um put out a tweet saying, um with a quick reaction says nothing I'm not used to. 
Oh, oh wow! Oh. Is, he thinks he got snubbed. <laughs> I I don't know, man. Uh, no, I, I will I say mean, I will that could say, be the case. Yeah, I mean the problem is is with NFL awards. I mean we've we've had these conversations, right? The MVP is just now a QB award. The defensive yeah. player, the yeah. defensive player, just now seems the best defensive player on the best like team, right? Right. And right. unfortunately, the Steelers weren't that good, right? I mean they were they were what the seventh seed or whatever. Yeah. And I think Watt was hurt a lot too. DJ Watt yeah. was hurt, yeah. So I mean I can't I mean I still think he's more valuable to the team than than Garrett per se, but I don't know. Yeah, because the Browns had an overall more effective defense because, you know, it, it wasn't you know, it, it wasn't Miles Garrett carrying that defense. It was TJ Watt carrying the Pittsburgh defense yeah. for the longest time. So yeah, I it's, mean and because and as urinating tree says it, TJ Watt is that high end talent. Mm -hmm. True, and it, it's not like uh, TJ Watt didn't have the sacks. He had 19 sacks, five yeah. more than Miles Garrett. Yeah, Deacon Jones sack leader award. He won that. So I don't know. I mean, this was he had so it, his the end of the year his statistics. He had an interception, four forced fumbles. Uh, three of them recovered. Oh, we have an right? update. Go ahead. Defensive rookie of the year goes to Will Anderson Jr. Okay. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. That just shows. That just shows Houston won the draft last year. They did. They did. That, that move. Yeah. I, I'm. Yeah. Definitely. I think like um. Man, and again, credit to D'Amico Ryan's for bit for um building up like for like you building up like that talent that is Will yeah. Anderson Jr. Man, like yeah. credit and, to that staff. And also, yeah, Nick Casario, because many people like at that time during during the draft, uh, you know, uh, live reaction. I think a lot of people questioned whether it was the right move for them to make, you know, back to back picks. So, like, because they gave up a first round pick this year to the Arizona Cardinals to move up back to the third overall pick after they drafted C.J. Stroud uh, to select Will Anderson, right? Like, we all knew, like, Will Anderson was going to be a great player, but was that the right move when they had so many other holes to fix? So, I don't know. I, I like, yeah. I think yeah. I think a lot of people at that point were also like, dude, the Texans are still going to suck regardless. Why would you do right. this? Yeah. I mean, it, it just shows you constantly that, you know, a good quarterback – can can take you places and good coaching yes. too. So I mean, yes. Yes. they went hand in hand. One hundred percent on that. Mm -hmm. All righty, let's move on to some coaching carousel updates. Oh, Starting yeah. with the one and only Dallas Cowboys. You want to talk about it, Abhishek? <laughs> are we talking? Are we? What, which one are we referring to? Mike Zimmer. Or are yeah, we talking yeah. about retaining Mike McCarthy? Because I could go on. <laughs> you could go both. You could go both. We need both. Oh. We'll talk about Mike Zimmer first. I mean, uh, how, he he was he was a D coordinator for us. What I, I think back in oh, 03, 06 time. Um, he hmm. he. I think he's a good coach. I mean, my problem is is I mean. <laughs> There's just so many problems, honestly. I, I as much as I hate Dan Quinn leaving and people, you know, all over Cowboys Twitter and everyone's like, dude, thank God Dan Quinn's gone. They're just prisoner of the moment to me. <laughs> they're mm -hmm. they're the prisoner of the moment because y'all don't they don't realize 
that Dan Quinn took Mike Nolan's dog shit defense and made it top three in the league for the last three years, two or three years. Yeah. Yeah. And we had the same players. Micah Parsons was on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Van Der Esch was on the team. Diggs was literally the worst DB. I remember watching him, and I'm like, "LOL, he's Stefan Diggs's brother." That, that that's that's horrific. And he became great. Deron Bland is good. I mean, it's just I don't. I, I people were just upset the way he ended the season. Um, so do I think Mike Zimmer is going to fix it? No, I just think I, I don't know, man. I think these guys are just little. They're 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 soft, and then mm-hmm. Mike or not Micah, sorry, um, Mike McCarthy. Jeez, man, like how? What does the guy have on Jerry Jones, or what is like? What does he have to keep this? And I I don't know. Maybe Jason Garrett shared information and pictures to Mike McCarthy because geez, how do you keep having a job after consistent letdowns? And we're not talking about you know like the Bills, right? The Bills. Do they lose to the loss of the Chiefs, right? Right. You don't need to get into that. Like but, no, no, right, sorry. But, I but you lost I mean, by. I didn't, I didn't, what I what I'm saying is, you guys lost by a game when you field goal. If I'm correct. Right. Um, very questionable coaching decisions by Sean McDermott in that game. Whatever. But you guys made it. You've been to the AFC Championship game. You lost. Whatever. There are teams that have fired better coaches, but here we are still sitting here because people like myself just end up going to a game wanting to spend money because we're a loyal fan to them, and uh-huh. it just. Uh, it just sucks, man. I, I hate Mike McCarthy. Nothing's going to change, dude. I mean, I could go on on Dak. I mean, I could – CD Land's a little baby. Everyone's a baby, man. <laughs> Michael Parsons talks too much. In, oh, in dude, I will, I, will, I will say – what did he start? He started off the season the by saying – Shut his mouth. We could – we could – we could – um we rival the 2,000 Ravens. We rival right. the Denver what? defense. What? And Shannon Sharps and Shannon Sharp heard that he's like, bro, what have you done? You played, and and he said, I know. He was like, prove to me. He was like, I'm willing to say that you guys are the 2000 Ravens if you prove to me. And dude, we turned into the like, I don't know, dude. The 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 Rob Ryan Dallas Cowboys of the 2012 2013 era ranked 32nd back to back years. Like, okay, Jesus, man. And I got to tell this to Micah Parsons, and this is a very, very famous line. Stay off the weed. Duh. Yeah. Is he smoking? Like, Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, dude. I mean, and then did, did you hear what he said recently? He was like, we're, did you see what he said recently? He was like, oh, I think we need a couple more pieces. I was like, bro, every year you claim that you're there and then you need more help. Like, you're just the Kevin Durant. Of the, the NBA oh or the NFL, Jesus yeah. Christ! How much more help do you need? I I mean, like the only help that you that I honestly think like the Cowboys they really need like I think they're at least a head coach and an and a and an actual competent defensive coordinator away from actually making it further. No, no, they're not. They're 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 a death of a owner away from making it, dude. Literally. Yeah. Yes. Jerry Jones needs I mean, okay, first of all, never gonna obviously, you know, you know, wish for that, but <laughs> if he if he could just get out of his own damn way, right? But it, it's just it's nothing's gonna improve. I mean, you could bring in Bill Belichick in here and bro, he would he would become like he would probably quit within week two. He's like, I'm done with this shit, I can't do it anymore. 
Kind of like the Tunis one he had with the Jets before he went straight to the right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there there are a lot of problems. I mean, with this current Cowboys team that we saw, they needed some big dudes like a Vita Vea, a a mm. Vince Vil- a, a, a Vince Wilfork type of player to clog the middle because dude, the Aaron Jones just mm-hmm. slaughtered up the middle, and mm-hmm. that. That was tough, but we're not going to go on the Cowboys. I'm sorry for hijacking. But, <laughs> no, I mean uh, the 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 floor was yours. Like this is why we bring you on 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 the podcast to just talk about the Cowboys and see what needs to be done. But does does Mike Zimmer change things? I don't think nope. so. I think I think they need a they need new blood. Uh, I, I think the Cowboys just need an infusion of you know just holistic like views and you know culture just needs to be changed in there yeah. which i thought dan quinn brought because that defense was like oh man that dan yeah. quinn defense was really just, good though but it just, oh, yeah. it just melted down yeah but here's my take on this one if you're looking for culture um let me like correct me if i'm wrong i'll be shake on this one but like i would have gone like if i was the cowboys like like uh, like part of like their front office Instead of getting a guy like Mike Zimmer, I would have tried to promote it all Harris because he's done wonders for the secondary unlo- until he comes against like the really good teams. Maybe you give him like at least a couple of years to help rebuild that rebuild that image that is that dance Quinn or even add some add some fusion to it. Maybe I mean you should have I thought like you should have gotten with like um promoting within get all Harris up up that ladder. I I really don't know because you know. I don't know what the Cowboys are trying to do, mainly because they have, I don't know if you saw, but they blocked Al Harris from yeah. being interviewed by the commanders. I think that's more of, you know, F you, Dan Quinn, you know, we're not letting you take our guys. But I didn't, I didn't think that teams, I, I don't remember teams blocking assistants. Do you guys remember that? No, because I, I like, I so. think this is the first time that we've heard, because this wasn't even the first instance. The first one was, um which one was it the ravens or which team was the one that that blocked one of their um offensive assistants uh to go somewhere i'm not sure but like there was another instance that happened uh this year oh uh was it bobby slowick of the texans i think so mm. i'm not sure that they might have blocked uh from from i don't know it it, it was some other assistant but yeah it, i think it's the first time that we've heard prominent uh, you know, promising uh, candidates for assistant positions, whether it's offensive or defensive, um, right. being actually prevented from from being promoted. But the the surprising thing was you block Al Harris, but you let an equally talented coach like Joe Witt go go out the door, and follow Dan Quinn. Yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, Joe Joe Witt, Joe Witt became the DC quote unquote right by by title right. for the Commanders. Yeah. Yes, I mean, uh, it. I think we're gonna see what we thought, and I think Varun was one of them who who was very vocal on this. That we're gonna see a team. Well, when we talked about the Lions, right, where we were like, "Oh, Ben Johnson's leaving," and mm-hmm. he was like, "We're gonna see a team how Campbell plays or how he coaches without his star OC," mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. think we're gonna see how any of these guys on the Cowboys defense is gonna. You know, coach and play without Dan Quinn and you know, Joe Witt. So we and we still got free agency, right? I mean, some of these players right. might not even be here. So like, it's it's gonna be interesting. And to those people who say that Mike McCarthy was a good coach, a uh, good coach for the Cowboys, 
like you get 36 wins in three years. That doesn't really happen. Blah, blah, blah. I get that. But the goal for the Cowboys wasn't to get 36 wins in three years. It was to get a Super Bowl or it was to at least get to the championship round. But in three years, you haven't achieved that. So it, it seems yeah. like you would be moving on to a different coach, especially where you have potential candidates like Mike Vrabel is still there. He's still unemployed as a it, head coach. It blows my mind like that. And and when and Anand, when you were talking when um Anand or Abhishek like when you guys were mentioning about like coaching like teams having the ability to block up interviews for candidate for stuff is that correct? Like yeah yeah that. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that it kind of pisses me off because after that Super Bowl loss last year, why the hell did the Eagles not right. block off Shane Steichen? And I mean, well, and help I think that big I think there's in this thing. No, but it, I think, but I yeah. think the difference is about the promotion that that OC gets. Yeah, I don't okay. think you're allowed to block an OC from becoming a head coach. It's their oh, choice okay. to pass it. lateral moves. It's the lateral uh, move that I think that happened because, like you said, right? If Al Harris went to go be the DC for Commanders, I think they would have allowed it. But to yeah. go be the DB's coach, or the, I think they wanted him to be the passing game coordinator or whatever mm. defensive guy, and then that's I right. think a lateral move. But mm. sorry, Ruxok, I know I feel you. If Steichen <laughs> and the, I mean, I know you hate it, and, but if and Steichen the worst and coach stayed, of all time, Jonathan yeah. freaking Gannon, who could not adjust to save his own goddamn life in the Super Bowl last year. That but he still, still would have done a better job than Sean Desai or Sean Desai um, and Matt Patricia of all Matt Patricia, right? Matt so. effing Patricia. That like I'm yeah. still pissed at those two things, but at least hey, at least you got a big fancy back. It's like hell, I don't even know if that's gonna be it. I need to see how the Eagles are gonna do in free agency, just like how like I need to know like how how are they gonna address the free agency, especially with linebackers and safeties. Oh, yeah. And, so um, speaking yeah. of like NFL assistant coaches, uh, sorry to cut you off, Ruxek, but we got breaking the market our news. Okay. Uh, the AP NFL assistant coach of the year honors with 25 first place votes goes to Jim Schwartz, who was what? the defensive coordinator of the Browns over Mike McDonald, who only wow. got 11 votes. Wow. Ben Johnson, who got six, Bobby Sloak with four and Todd Munkin with three. I don't get that. That was shocking. I, I, mean, thought, ben the Ravens, I thought Ben Johnson was going to do it. He deserves it. Or at least Mike McDonald, if you're going to look at a defensive coordinator, because he had a much better defense than the Browns. Oh, 100%. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, 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 who the hell actually votes for this shit? I have no idea, man. No, no, no. The I, only thing, the only thing I can think of is though. that. This is a vent out session. Just yeah. let, it, let it, like. <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna be like Elsa. I'm gonna say like Elsa. Just let it go. Let it go. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I'll be the only thing I think that I think the only reason why they thought Jim Shorts was was gonna be or they worthy to win it was because, I mean, the Browns' defense did carry them to the playoffs. I mean, Joe Flacco was good, but he had those turnover games. He had those bad games, and I think the Browns' defense played well. Mm -hmm. To be, but again, like what Varun said, Ben Johnson should have wanted, in my opinion, that oh, dude right. transformed the entire. D Detroit went from the SAR, what was it, same old Lions to literally the, what two plays away from the NFC Championship game, yeah, a, yep. um, a, a a dumb, mm -hmm. idiot 
DB who couldn't pick a play, right? It was in his hands and he couldn't oh, pick it off. And oh, then, there, and then while, that's, and then, and then Dan Campbell getting in his own way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Dan Campbell, especially on those fourth downs, like the, I mean, the first fourth and two, I would have been okay with it had he had the guy at Ed Reynolds caught the ball. But on a second, fourth, and three attempt, just take the points, take the field goal, let your defense at least make us something. Yeah. And that's all I can say. Um, but yeah, so that was that news. Um, let's move on to the next big uh, news update. So Raiders and again, Commanders. <laughs> this time, the Cliff Kingsbury debacle. <laughs> oh my god so, so this is like literally a bollywood film like it's oh my god yes <laughs> 90s bollywood film right there he was yep. all so like kingsbury was all but assured to sign with the raiders but like at the last second he just hung them out to dry and signed with the commanders just like josh mcdaniels did with indianapolis Jilted at the altar, Kingsbury yeah. was like, well, I don't know, like any good Hindi songs that we could like quote from that moment, but I know there's like, uh, like over fifty or if it's fifty plus, I don't remember which one, but it's like, Kabi, Kabi, I don't know, some shit, yeah, <laughs> but, but I mean, and I mean, I have end of the commanders, like, can we just take? I'm just let's just time ourselves one minute to just laugh at them in three, two, <laughs> one. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, sorry, like I have to I have to go on my Texas Tech rant. Congratulations, commanders. You selected, I mean, yeah, I mean Cliff Kingsbury, you got your you lucked into at least you're an offensive coordinator, which you've done pretty well in college when you were under the tutelage of Ken Sumlin. But as a head coach. What is okay? So it's Texas Tech. Cliff Kingsbury focuses on an old school type of play called air raid. Basically, you throw basically it's all verticals, all passing. F it, some guy out there somewhere. F it, Terry McLaurin out there. F it, Jahan Dotson. That's literally what's going to happen with this team. But luckily, um, I just heard also got recent updates that Eagles. Ex Eagles offensive coordinator Brian Johnson is 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 being added to that offensive staff just to like probably add in some input but i probably know what's going to happen over there bubble screens and wide <laughs> yeah. receiver bubble screens having someone get hurt i mean and and not having barely having any motion plays like seriously we're looking at a college offense and 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 you have this and yeah maybe you get Clint kingsbury just to try and get some influence on a caleb williams to move up to get to get caleb williams but Kingsbury, are you freaking kidding me? And you let go of Eric Bieniemy? I'm sorry. This is like um, this is a bad move. Raiders shot them. No, no. The com the commander shot themselves in the foot, like yep. literally. Yeah, I I pray for the for the quarterback uh who gets drafted, and it looks more and more like they're going to try and make a play for Caleb Williams in the draft because. You know, uh, I think Cliff Kingsbury was the quarterback's coach at... Uh, he was the head USC. coach of USC. Right, right, right. Oh, Lincoln Riley, who was the head coach of USC. Oh, he was, he was yeah, OC yeah, yeah, yeah. for, yeah, for he was, USC. For Lincoln he was, Riley. So he has, yeah. like, that connection to Caleb Williams. Um, I don't know. When, when, why would you trade Cliff King uh, or Eric Bieniemy for Cl uh, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury? 
that that, that was the most shocking one because Bienemy took a a middling quarterback in Sam Howell, who many consider to be baby Baker Mayfield, right? He's basically like a younger version of him, and turned him into a somewhat positive quarterback. His two, by the way, the same Sam Howell whose two best games were against the Eagles. Both of us. You right. and you let go of freaking Eric Bannemi. I'm sorry. That's like a, that is so bad. I mean, it, it seemed maybe he just wanted out of that organization. Oh, oh, breaking news, breaking oh, news. What's up? Tom Grassi has won the NFL fan of the year. Let's go! Grassi Posse. Well deserved. And to those who don't know why he did this or why he won this award, well deserved. And it's because uh, one of the reasons why is in June of last year, he visited all 30 NFL stadiums in 30 days as a charitable uh, fundraiser where he raised over $500,000 to St. Jude's. Wow. I am so freaking happy for so, him. He is the definition of chaotic good. And is so like he he is an inspiration to a lot of content creators, and yep. like he definitely deserves it. He started out as like a stand-up comic, and as a Packers fan, like ten years ago, he's been building his brand, and you see like his fame getting skyrocketed to to a position where you know he was on the uh, Rich Eisen show uh, for an episode during NFL Thirty and Thirty. Uh, the NFL like YouTube account was watching his live stream of a wild card playoff game. Like that's the level with which, you know, uh, that that's the level that he's at right now. And honestly, he, his script writing is better than 90% of the Hollywood morons who write for movies and TV shows right now. I will say that. So not only does he deserve an NFL fan of the year, he deserves a freaking Oscar. Yeah. Hey, breaking yes. breaking news! Breaking news! Um, yeah, Kevin Stefanski just won Coach of the Year. Oh, Cleveland Browns head coach. Okay, I can see that. I, I think see that. I think this is more of leading Cleveland to the postseason with Chubb, Watson, a bunch yeah. of injuries. I mean, the, he he did coach that team really well. Yeah, he yeah. Did. You're right, Over D'Amico Ryan's, that's a shocker for me. Oh no! <laughs> Over D'Amico Ryan's, I'm sorry, D'Amico Ryan's could have done that, but like, uh, but I mean, uh, uh, still, you know, Trump's over everything, man. I'm so freaking happy. I'm so uh, quoting Tom Grassi. I'm so freaking fracking happy for Tom Grassi, man. Without, I mean, I think like to be honest, like without Tom Grassi, like and his influence. He's like one of the influences, like for both Adam and I to start NFL Masala, and also yes. the others from Fourth and John, um, another like an Eagles podcast that I, yeah. um, I always join in. But man, like again, shout shout out to a fellow upstate New Yorker, Cam. We got we we got to show some love for that guy, kid, man. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I do. Yeah. All righty. So Kevin Stefanski, uh, apparently he had oh he beat out D'Amico by one vote. Oh, he had 20 of uh, 21 votes and D'Amico had 20. No, this is high school over again. All over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I don't know. I, I, I agree with you guys. D'Amico Ryan's deserved uh, this award more than Kevin Stefanski, even yeah. though, you know, Stefanski did do a good job. 
uh, given the massive, you know, perplexing situation that the uh, situations that he was in with, you know, obviously Deshaun Watson sucking as usual, uh, as it should be. Um, and them dealing with a lot of injuries, especially Nick Chubb going down. But everybody expected at least the Browns to be a playoff team, I, I would say. Like, maybe not have the amount of success that they had this year, defensively speaking, or, you know, turning Joe Flacco into a, a six-game wonder. But yeah. nobody, like, Abhishek, you mentioned this before, nobody expected the uh, the Texans to be successful this year and they go out and they beat they they win the division have a winning record go to the playoffs with a rookie QB and a very very young roster so I missed some time too they didn't I they didn't win the division by the way the Ravens oh okay okay but like they did they did lead them to fifth seed because they weren't supposed to make the playoffs right and he did lead them to the playoffs they only got that spot because Jacksonville bought it to fucking Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rune, you were Trevor saying something? Lawrence. No, I was just saying, uh, yes. CJ's tried and missed a few games too, I think. Yeah, right. he did miss right. a couple of few games, but like, I think like his ability to like come back and play and have that kind of performance in the playoffs, I mean, that is commendable for that for sure. Yeah. All righty. Um, let's move on. Yeah, I mean, the Ra- yeah. Raiders, like, of course, like getting Luke Getze. Um, oh, yeah, consolation oh prize. Why? Luke- why? How? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> How? You get it. You get a good defensive, you get a great head coach. Like, I mean, you know it with Antonio Pierce and, of course, like with Dan Quinn, respectfully. And then you make mid off it. You get mid 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 offensive coordinators <laughs> what freaking Cliff Kingsbury and Luke Getze? Come on. I mean with the with the first time defensive coach too, like in general, like with the defensive coach, like offensive coordinator is like extremely uh, important. And now you have like a first time coach and then you get Getze. That's I I don't like I don't like that pairing at all. Well, when do when have we ever seen the Raiders be competent? I mean, <laughs> That's never, scary. I think. I hope Devontae asks for a trade to the Jets, man, at this point. I he, hope he can so. come in New England. Get out. Oh, hell no. Come back to Green Bay. We who just said back. Who just said New England? Get a quarterback, get a wider get get everything, and then Devontae will consider. Yeah. Please. No, like <laughs> I would recommend for like, like, but if the Jets want to get Devontae Adams, hell, build a Lazarus pit and dip Aaron Rodgers in it. Hell, give him some Hayakusa. He'll probably come back. And you better and pray that he doesn't injure Terrace ACL or Achilles again. I don't wish for any injuries, but like, if he's healthy and maybe, and they actually like make that offense legit, then maybe Devontae Adams goes over there. But I mean, if for free, we need to start like a hashtag free Devonte Adams, man. Who's up with it? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Uh, I'll join. <laughs> All righty, go fund um, me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like Devonte Adams needs more money. Yeah, uh, and latest update I know this is um non NFL news, but Abhishek Mavs beat the Knicks 122 to 108. Luka Doncic 39 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds. 
Not really bad. The end. What? What should that? That dude's a bad boy, man. He is. Yeah. I I hope that whatever trades they made this week or yeah. today, um, I th- I think that that definitely helps out a lot um, with our with the issues that we had, um, and hopefully with we're stringing we're we're healthy finally. Kyrie's back, Josh Green's back, Luca's back. I'm hoping we can string a couple wins before the All Star break, then you yeah. know, try to go up the standings. And I have a feeling. I mean, if if we could be top, you know, top four in the West, I don't know if that's possible. Mainly mm-hmm. with how stacked the West is, but if some way somehow Luca finds a way to creep the Mavs up to top four, I think he's going to be MVP. Oh, hundred percent, man. I agree with that. Wait, the Knicks lost by them? Oh, oh, I see. Well, the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks Damn. don't have Bronson. They don't have Ananobi. They they don't have Randall. Yeah, the Knicks, the Knicks um, made some good moves. Yeah, Martinstein <laughs> left this game. Um, I, yeah. Dante DiVincenzo went off that. I think he had like 30, 36. DiVincenzo has been DiVincenzo has been like so is so damn good. Like he's underrated. Yeah, but I think more than anything, I'm just for the for 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 the Knicks. I'm just happy Jalen Brunson got that All Star uh, selection. Man, dude, he's I hated he watching it. him leave, but he's he's yeah. balling, dude. He he made New York relevant again, and it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hundred percent, man. I'm ha- I'm happy for Bronson, but damn, I wish we I wish we um I wish he stayed with the Mavs, man. Uh okay, so moving on with this. Um Anand, what do we have? Yeah. Um next Again. bit. So yeah, so as, as we know, Chargers, they got Jim Harbaugh, but now they finalized their search for the next, you know, two most important positions, offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator they got jesse minter as the defensive coordinator 100%. as expected from michigan but what was not expected was greg roman offensive coordinator okay you're bringing okay there was a reason why greg roman was fired from the ravens like last year and they got todd monkin in return but Mm -hmm. It makes no sense unless Jim Harbaugh is fully running it and you just got your brother's ex-offensive coordinator. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just because it's like, the, I don't know if it's like the familiarity, but I mean, it, if um, I'm just going to be full, I think Jim Harbaugh is going to be the main guy like running this entire offense, not Roman. Yeah. Um, I think like, Probably Greg Roman's gonna have some sort of input for the offensive game plan, but maybe you know Jim Harbaugh goes to you know uh, play calling. Maybe he tries that because we know like the rumors are that he's really wanted to work with um, you know w- w- with Justin Herbert. So maybe he sticks to play calling at that point. So yeah, uh, anybody else have anything about Greg Roman? No, not, not that I know. Nope, no, no, no. Yep. All righty. Let's move on then. Um, <laughs> dolphins. <laughs> uh, perfectly timed. On that hey, Dolphins, you want to explain why you choked the lead of the bill? What the hell is that all about? <laughs> Uh, they're they're gonna do a lot more choking next year because they just hired Joe Barry as their linebacker, (laughs) but as their run game coordinator. 
What? What the fuck? <laughs> what evidence do they have that Joe Barry was a good run game coordinator for the Packers defense for the past two years? Three oh my years. God, this is so elite level. Uh, right. They're playing for pain. Get ready for pain. I'm brain. Oh man, they thought they were like playing like 3D chess just because they watched one good performance by Joe Barry, which was that Packers Cowboys game. I think the only way the Packers had great defense was because they locked Joe Barry in a closet and let yes. the, the defensive players play for themselves. Now the Dolphins. I'm sorry, but Mike McDaniel. I think he has to put up like they. I think the the offense has to put up like seventy points to at least win a game, like every single game. You know, what? Yeah. beat the goal right here with Joe Barry. I I gotta beat the goal moment right here with Joe Barry as part of that defensive staff, or if he's like actually now like the defensive coordinator full time. Then here's or linebacker no linebacker coach and run game coordinator, and if he has like more of that influence, the Dolphins are gonna be have to put up like 45, 50 plus points every single game. And they're yeah, gonna lose all those shootouts. We're they're literally gonna give up, up like yeah. Dolphins, welcome to the Big 12 team. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna give up like 200 rushing yards a game. Yeah, and Bradley Chubb is gonna be CB1 for like third down passing situations. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> no, put Bradley Chubb in, in like what in in coverage position. Good lord. Yes, yes. Jalen Ramsey is gonna ask for like a oh. trade midseason. Put him back on the I would Rams. not be surprised. <laughs> Yeah. Or hell, get Eli Apple because there's only three things in there are three things in life. Death, taxes, and Eli Apple losing in a double move. I hate that guy. He trashed off so many times he gets fucking beat out by good teams. He he get he he doesn't learn his lesson, man. No, he doesn't. It's like that one SpongeBob meme. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? That's literally (laughs) Eli Apple. Freaking idiot. Yeah. What do we got? It's like when Ramsey trash talked Josh Allen and he got he beats the Rams. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't mean to hijack this thing for a second, but I'm watching the NFL awards right now. And uh-huh. they're about to announce offensive player of the year. Oh so before they announce it, who do you guys think is gonna win? I got CMC. I, I got Christian, I got I think Christian McCaffrey should win it. I think so. I think yeah, because of Lamar, he's not going to CMC is not going to win MVP just because Lamar played so well down the stretch. I swear to yeah, God, it's a QB award. I swear to God, if if Josh Allen does not win MVP, I'm fucking riding him. <laughs> well, you better start running. Yeah, yeah. no, hey, Josh no. Allen ain't winning MVP. I'm sorry, Kill. No, no, I, I, think, it, I think this is I think this is gonna be between Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Kill. If yeah. Tyreek is 2K, yeah. that was easy. Easy, I just Tyreek. I just don't see how CMC it's, doesn't get it. Come on. It is CMC. All right, they're about to announce it. Give CMC won it. Christian McCaffrey, baby. Yeah, yeah okay. I yeah. am not. Oh, like, where's my yawning face? Why am I not surprised? Yeah. Yawn, yawn. I mean, yeah. congratulations for that. Good. Thank you for the. Yeah. Thank you so much for the update, Abhishek. Yeah, I'm gonna have this running on the side, so. Good, gonna, good yeah, stuff, sir. man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So CMC finished with a uh, league high, two thousand twenty-three scrimmage yards and twenty-one total touchdowns. Okay, okay. I'm surprised that he's here. Don't they? Oh, is this at Vegas? Is that what's going yeah, on? It's in I Vegas. Think so. Oh I no! Oh yeah. no wonder. Because I remember yeah. when good old Goat Tom Brady would win these awards. Homies. Mm-hmm. 
at in I remember it was one year he won and he's chilling in his hotel because it's the day before the Super Bowl. Right. He's like, F this shit. I'm not showing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when I now that I saw Christian McCaffrey here and I'm like, why is he here? It's the he, I mean, but I guess since it's in Vegas. And it's like what, three days before, not the day before, like last time or these last couple of years. Yeah, I think yeah, because they typically had it like the Saturday night before before the you know the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I think this this year or last year they changed it to Thursday night. So yeah, just but yeah, talking about talking about MVP awards. Does and, and Ruxa brought up basketball earlier, so I just wanted to ask you guys: this. Does anyone miss when they would announce or you know introduce the MVP in the middle of a playoff series and the whole crowd could hear it? Yeah, y'all remember when totally. Alvin Iverson and Derrick Rose won it, and the and LeBron won it. Like everyone was going off, and they created this stupid show now to just get more ratings for it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they did that. Um, yeah, dude, they like I still remember Derrick Rose won MVP that insane year, and I think it was game one of their first round, and and Stern hands him the trophy, and the whole United Center goes ape shit. And I'm like, I I missed this, and now you just have to watch it on TV. And I'm like, that that kind of sucks. They're they're following the NFL model of trying to monopolize as many TV uh, TV you know monitors as possible. <laughs> NFL rules the world, yeah. though. Yes, yes, it does. So, in terms of the offensive player of the year voting breakdown, CMC got 39 votes, Tyreek Hill seven, Lamar Jackson three, and CD yeah. Lamb one. Oh. Yeah. So if Lamar Jackson got three offensive player of the year votes, like I guess you can have you can vote for multiple players on for like different positions, like or different awards. So I I don't know if that like well I still think Lamar's winning MVP. Right. I don't think that's a doubt because it's a quarterback award. Right. But yeah. This this I think you can't knock what Christian McCaffrey did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, he he was the catalyst for the 49ers offense. If we're mm-hmm. talking about votes, Travis Etienne got a third place vote. Yeah. <laughs> what? What, is that? what? what the Who voted for Travis Etienne? I didn't I vote for I swear he thought he was voting for Travis Kelsey, which is still yeah. would be bad because Travis Kelsey was dog shit during the yeah. season. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he was dog shit, period. He was awful. <laughs> Owning him in fantasy oh, was just, it think, pissed me off. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, I drafted him what like third overall once or at least three or four times in uh, like underdog fantasy leagues so money leagues and i completely tanked my entire season oh god because oh, of god. travis kelsey i don't but anyways this is why i don't do fantasy football yeah, yeah i think austin smart around one yeah oh that's another painful one yeah wait what's oh, the- no. what, is, what is wait what I think Austin Eckler on one, yeah. Oh damn! I I yeah. thought I was getting a great pick. I <laughs> know. Yeah, he's, a touchdown man, machine. he's cooked. He's yeah, he's now. awful, bro. He, yeah. He's done. God damn! All righty. Oh um, wait, we have an update on the NFL Hall of Fame. Antonio Gates did not make the final cut. Wow. <laughs> Dwight Freeney has been. Oh okay. Okay. Dwight Freeney got in. Yeah, Dwight yep, Freeney. Hundred percent, man. He deserved that. What the that. fuck? How is Antonio Gates not? He was what top one and one or two tight end of his generation. Is Tony mm-hmm. Gonzalez and him? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's how you know people don't know ball, bro. Yes. Patrick yes. Willis, linebacker for the 49ers, made it. Okay. Um, I could see that. I think Devin Hester also got in as well. Um, um dude, yeah, Devin Hester should be one of those guys because I think like if you wanted to say, like, how does he tell a story? But I mean, you, you get I mean, guess what? I mean, the thing is his kick returns revolution like made it. I mean, his, his his ability of special teams, kick returns and putt returns, it's so damn good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think him, uh, so Devin Hester, Julius Peppers, I think was oh, also. Devin Hester uh, made it, yep. Yeah. All righty. So, Anyone remember Devin Hester's kickoff return in that Super Bowl 41? First yeah, play of the game. That was incredible. Love. Colts versus Bears. Took it to the house. Yeah. Oh, Andre Johnson, wide old wide wide receiver for the Houston Texans. He gets mm -hmm. he's in the Hall of Fame. He was Are one you? of their first draft picks, right? Yeah. Oh, Steve Mongo McMichael, Super Bowl champ, old guy from that old Bears defense, and of course, um, W, um, I think part uh, WWE Hall of Famer. He's he was in wrestling. I think it was in WCW, but yeah, I mean that's incredible. Um, Steve Mongo McMichael, he finally gets it in. I'm just waiting to see what happens with like Eric Allen and um, yeah. and the others. Yeah, the fact that Sterling St uh, Sharp still hasn't been inducted into the Hall of Fame that's just Sterling I Sharp. Mean, oh, damn, he's like the best receiver in Packers history. Hmm. Do you guys Anyways. think Matt Ryan's a Hall of Famer? Wait, what for what? Matt Ryan? For what? Matt Ryan's a Hall of Famer? <laughs> the only Hall of Fame statistic for Matt Ryan is 28-3, honestly. 28-3, <laughs> 3-3, nothing. Yeah. And unfortunately, I feel like there should be like a certain prestige to like the Hall of Fame. The like, Hall yeah. of Blame. Like no no team is saying, let's go find the next Matt Ryan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh alrighty. So yeah, so the official Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2024. Is Dwight Freeney, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, Julius Peppers, uh, Patrick Willis, Randy Gratishar, and Steve McMichael. So a lot of pass rushers there. Mongo McMichael gets it in. Nice. Mm -hmm. But Steve Smith got in or no? Wow. wow. Steve Smith senior? Is it is he already I in? He was already in there. I don't think he I don't is. think he was yeah, I don't think he was uh like one of the finalists this year. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, let me let me check. I can look Anyways. it up. Let's Jared let's move Allen, on. To the, Jared Allen didn't make it. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Antonio. Okay. So good. Here are the highlights: Jared Allen didn't make it. Antonio Gates. Rodney Harrison, which is interesting. Mm. Holy shit! Tory Holt didn't make it. What? What? That's that's a robbery, man. Tory Holt was part of like that the greatest turf. He was the part of the greatest. Yep. And then. Fred Taylor didn't make it. He had a pretty whole whoever oh, voted it, God. they need to be drug tested because two players should be first ballot hall of fame. First, Darren Woodson for the Dallas oh, wow. Cowboys. And you guys aren't gonna believe what is this. this shit? But they but they snubbed Reggie Wayne. Oh what? What Reggie that? Wayne did not Bro, make it. What are the what are the greatest wide receivers of the 2000s? Are you freaking kidding me? Reggie based Wayne? on who is, yep. 
This is some shit. What? What? What drugs is the committee they, they on? They need man? to increase the amount of uh, players that they allow every year because five is just not enough. Or or like and five Eric regular. Allen, I'm guessing Eric Allen, Allen got snubbed. <laughs> yeah, Eric Allen is also one of them. Yeah, oh yep. my god! Oh my god! What the hell is this? I, I want to know. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'll be shake. Like I, I'm with you on this one. Like getting, like having this all drug tested. Like literally. Because <laughs> if I'm if I'm gonna be really honest, dude. I mean, Devin Hester is great, but I still put, uh, uh, sorry, Reggie Wayne over him. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Makes I sense. Even, uh, Andre Johnson's great. I still put. I still put Reggie Wayne over Andre Johnson. Antonio Gates. Or Antonio Gates. Right? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Uh, I I get Andre Johnson's great, but geez, man, that, that the the you know you knew that the NFL Hall of Fame was a load of crap when they took what I think six times to get Chris Carter in, three times to get Shannon Sharp in. Eric Dickerson yeah. took a couple of years. Um, uh, what's his name? I mean, as much as we hate, I mean the off the field stuff, but PO <laughs> should be first ballot Hall of Fame. Yeah, should have been. Yeah, his stats says otherwise. I mean, he's 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 one of the greatest wide receivers we've ever seen, but because of the off the field antics, they made him wait three times. So it's we already the, know the NFL. Is is the, shit. It's like kind of it's like the same thing with Drew Pearson, man. He, I mean, no offense, he was the original number eighty-eight. Exactly. And the Hail he was Mary. Part, he Hail he Mary. Hail Mary. And the Hail Mary, yeah. Uh, it's I I don't get it, man. I just uh, <clears throat> yeah, a lot of like I I I I can agree that Jared Allen not making the Hall of Fame this year yeah. over other other candidates like Julius Peppers and all of them that makes sense. But Antonio Gates, Corey Holt, yeah. Reggie Wayne, like even Eric, Rodney Harrison. I mean, even Eric Allen, man. I mean, right. uh, six. I mean, of course, like six-time Pro Bowl. Six. I mean. Six-time Pro, um, first-team All-Pro to six-time Pro Bowler. Um, hell, he's part of the Philadelphia Eagles' 75th anniversary team. Like one of the best, um, one of the best corners, man. I mean, I I'm sorry, but and, and he was part of that gangrene defense with Reggie White, God rest his soul. Jerome Brown, again, God rest his soul. Seth Joyner, Clyde Simmons, Andre Waters, Mike Pitts, and Wes Hopkins. I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah. Maroon, you know, you know, you mentioned Matt Ryan said that he should be in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Skip Bayless used to say, "There's a Hall of Fame and a Hall of Good." Matt oh, Ryan, yeah, yeah, good. yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's not no. a Hall of Fame quarterback. Matt Ryan no. should be in the Hall Matt of Ryan, Matt, Matt Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers. I mean, mm -hmm. who else can we throw in there? I mean, Joe Flacco. Joe. Jeez, uh, man. Yeah, Joe Flacco. It's, it's debatable. Joe Flacco's in the in the middle just because of that Super Bowl. But outside of that, what has he done? I right? that that's the thing, I, right? Like, I got a good one. Nick uh, Nick Foles. Uh, Nick Foles is a hall of good. Yeah, uh, Donovan McNabb is a hall of good. Oh my! Yeah, I mean, Michael no, Vick. McNabb is Michael not Vick in the hall of, hall of good. good. He is. He's the. He's in the hall of mid, as far as I. What about know. Tom Brady? Is he in? Is he one of us? No, no, Tom Brady. Tom no, Brady's no, all he, trash, bro. Yes. God. Yeah, yeah. Jaro's gonna take offense with us. I'm, I'm just waiting no. for him to say something. I know. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I, man. I 
see, part of me wants Patrick Mahomes to lose this weekend so people just don't automatically forget Tom Brady's the goddamn GOAT. Yeah. And that's what I'm – I'm like, I'm hoping Brock Purdy does this, man. That's all. That's all I want. But then again, do you really want the 49ers to have more yes. more I don't care. Rings than, I don't okay. care. The Cowboys are winning <laughs> this time soon. I don't care. Like, at this point, just don't get Mahomes there. <laughs> So I see who you're rooting for this one. <laughs> uh, okay, right, let's I, think, move I think we're good with the coaching carousel. We, we, thanks for leading us to the actual topic of the show, which is the Super Bowl preview. <laughs> it's a great, great reminder. Transition. This is yeah. why we have guests on the show. On yes. Us. Is this yes. Why we turn into like the Cowboys road session or some shit? What the fuck is this? <laughs> nah, 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 dude. I love the Cowboys, but the 49ers, I, I, I can't stand my home. Man, I can't even stand any Chiefs. The Chiefs I, I saw a tweet the other day, the Chiefs fan saying, dude, it's been 11 months since we've been to the Super Bowl. I'm like, oh, shut no, up. Oh, no, yourself. I'm oh, like, oh. I was like, you know what? I hope you guys get slaughtered. I hope Nick Bosa, like, destroys you, man. Like, good No, Lord. I hope they lose on a game-ending field goal. Because they think that Harrison Bucker is like the next coming of Adam Vinatieri, automatic, you, yeah, or Adam Vinatieri. Oh my god! No. So I hope they lose like that don't, way. Don't talk about game losing field goals around Bill. Yeah, I'm guessing the kick will go wide right. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Why? <laughs> Especially in an indoor stadium. White. Uh, <laughs> righty. I love you guys. righty. Let's move God on. Damn, dude. All I needed Josh Allen was to just win, man. <laughs> yeah. Don't Either him those. or Lamar. Shout to, hey, shout hey, out, hey. Shout hey. out to Von Miller for making what? Like $50 million per sack? Robbery. Yeah. Hey, 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 freaking robbery in this one, man. It's like we that one... Yeah, we no, played them and we got robbed, and you know it. Don't even say we didn't. What was the robbery in that game? I, I'm I'm blanking out. What was the robbery? I don't know. At this point. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's not, not, he's, not, he's, not, he's I like checked out. We, we had I, some major cheese. I don't know how the fuck they still won. Hey, it's a cheese, bro. They probably had something. Oh, bro. The refs. Uh, that's that's who they had. The refs they, they, in their they, pocket. Yeah, they had something. You just can't remember it. No, I think like the Patriots transferred ownership of the refs to the Chiefs. That's probably oh, part of the whole conspiracy story, man. I mean, uh, Roger Goodell just shifted it from Tom Brady to Patrick Mahomes. His golden yeah, child. He's the boogeyman the old now. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Should just have Tom Brady be in the NFL for a couple more years. God damn. It. <laughs> Dude, I think we'd be all in eternal hell if Tom Brady was in that. But like, could someone beat this man other than Eli Manning and of course the legend himself, Nick Nick Foles? Did you did you uh talking about Eli? Did you guys see his rap that he did during the Pro Bowl? Oh, oh god, no, I did not see that. And he was, like, he was, he was like Tom Brady's the GOAT, but I beat him twice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like is he was like, is that the one with super hot fire? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is that Eli is... Manning is Eli Manning John Cena all of a sudden? <laughs> Probably Eli Manning is the John Cena on this one, like thing. I did like Patrick Mahomes is about to be like what Roman Reigns. And like for those that are listening, we're all now shifted from from NFL from professional football to professional wrestling. This is how <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring up that stupid comment. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, no, that's perfectly. That I think that was golden right there. <laughs> so this is what so this is what his official rap was. Um he said, I'm Eli Manning, I'm nice. Uh Tom Brady's the goat. Psych, I beat him, I beat him I twice. Beat him twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is funny. Uh righty. So I won't I won't bring up the Rob Gronkowski going off on Jinder Mahal bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. Don't hinder <laughs> Jinder, man. First, one of the very first Indian WWE champions, maybe mm -hmm. represent that. Yeah. All righty. So let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to the actual point of this episode. For the fifth straight time. For the fifth straight time. <laughs> this Super Bowl preview. Let's uh, spoiler alert: If you guys have not been listening, it's the Niners versus the Chiefs. Uh, in this bowl, this bowl again. Again. <laughs> they're back at it again. Uh, oh, so the way that we're going to talk about this Super Bowl preview is uh, I am going to talk about how the Niners can win, Rakshak is going to talk about how the Chiefs can win, and our guests are just going to talk about whatever they want to talk about on whichever side. If uh, if they want the Niners to win, which it seems like most of them want the Niners to win. Yeah, we'll, yep. we'll we'll talk about it there. Someone um, has to be the dark horse in this one, so I'll probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I mean, I gotta show love for Andy Reid and I mean, ex Eagle coach and Andy Reid and and of course my boy from Texas Tech University, Patrick Mahomes, Reckham, Reckham Tech. Okay, okay. <laughs> Those are the only two things, and of course, I I don't get to that one person. By the way. And Anand, I'm about to lay out a curse for this game. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Get ready. No, no, no. I, I, it'll be a surprise. Go ahead. Okay, okay. 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 Alrighty. So first things first, how can the 49ers win? And I think offensively speaking, they need to not do what Lamar Jackson and the Ravens did. What, fumble in the end zone? <laughs> uh, they forget to, to run, run the football. The yeah. Ball. Run the rock, man. That's all they have to do. <laughs> the surprising part is they run out of like a two running back personal set, uh, uh personnel set. So like uh, twenty one personnel, twenty two personnel, on sixty five percent of all their snaps, and that includes like CMC and Kyle Husek. So one running back, one fullback, and that leads them to to be the first, you know, the best team in terms of uh expected points added per rush and third in success rate and on zone runs they're they have the highest yards per carry which is exactly what they run right they run a lot of outside zone runs uh, especially to the left side uh, left side of the of the o-line which is where trent williams is mm -hmm. for obvious reasons right yeah but the surprising thing is as good as the chiefs defense has been their weakness is, is in that rush is in that run defense yeah I mean, um, something that the ravens should have done the Chiefs, 29th in EPA per attempt and 26th in success rate. And on for, on zone runs, there's specifically weak 31st in yards per carry. So they allow the second highest amount of yards per carry on zone runs. So like yeah. Jake said, like everybody says, run the fucking football. I'm sorry, but run the football. You know, right. no, that's fine, man. It's fine. We, we probably add like explicit later, but you're 100 yes. percent right. And here's yeah. a and here's a crazy stat. If you're talking DVOA, in the first half of games, which is usually before the score even becomes an issue, the Chiefs rank 
27th with 6.3% DVOA against the run. Yeah. If we're looking at plays in which the opposing offense has a lead, the Chiefs are allowing a 14.2% DVOA against the run, which is the worst. So what does that equal, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you're looking at this equation? What do the Niners have to do? Run the ball. Just run the ball. Just, just there you running go, the ball. There you go. <laughs> just, I, I just, just want to say, McCaffrey, I, just, I, I think with the Ravens, you know, Ananti just mentioned, you know, the one that the Niners should do the one thing the Ravens didn't do, right? Run the yeah. ball. I and, and I keep thinking about this, and I'm like, why did the Ravens stop? They what, ran six or seven times, I think, in yeah. the game overall. Mm -hmm. Didn't let Lamar run the ball, or he didn't run the ball. I have a and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they wanted Lamar's arm to beat Patrick Mahomes' arm. Right. They right. they were overconfident. They stupid. they tried to outsmart the Chiefs. They did. And what happened is it backfired in their face. And I don't get they Jim Hart or John Harbaugh is such a great coach. Mm -hmm. Bro, it, you're what down? You're up or down ten seven or something very close. You're, you're just down by three points. Your defense down is holding. Points. Yeah. Why do you not tell Lamar? Okay, bro, you you do you run the damn ball. Because I like, think he did. He he told Todd Munkin during the second like the halftime shows like run the freaking football. But like you said, he should have just told Lamar. I don't care what Todd Munkin calls in your headset. Just run yeah. the ball. It makes no freaking sense. And, and like, could, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. And, and the thing is, like, it, and like, at the 40, and the thing is, like, if the Niners, and that's the only yes. way, like, the Niners can win this game, they start running the ball using more of CMC, go inside, go uh, pulling more of those zone runs. And another yeah, crazy stat, like, if they get those, and, and, and here's the thing, like, if you're looking at DVOA rushing on first down and second, that's the 49ers offense. They were first in DVOA rushing on first down, second in DVOA rushing on second down. The Chiefs defense, guess what they're at? What? Dead last. 26th and 25th, respectively. Yeah, when it so comes not bad. Third or, or not good, yeah. Yeah, it is bad. Like, Chiefs are dead last, allowing like, at least like 80% third down conversions. And they're all of a sudden the servo is bullshit. Mm -hmm. and, I think, and I think yeah. what... what the the Niners should do is look at tape from when the Bucks beat um, Mahomes in the Super Bowl. What um, did they do? Yes, they had Tom Brady as their quarterback, of course. Like they, he had AB, all that stuff. But they used Leonard Fournette to destroy the middle. They yeah. they neutralized Chris Jones. They and I think Frank Clark used to be on the team back then. They yeah. had a lot. Haloti, uh, I think Haloti Nata was there too. Yeah, think, and no, I don't think Haloti Nata was there. I'm not. But sure. they had. They had and they ran Leonard Fournette down the middle. They they used the running game, and you just play keep away from from Mahomes. And but the possession again, drain the clock. The, yeah. the the biggest the biggest X factor is the world's biggest and hated game manager, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, Speaking of Brock Purdy, I I will tell you this, right? So you are correct. He is the the most controversial game manager because while he is the most explosive and efficient QB this season, statistically speaking, right? In terms of EPA per dropback, he's number one. And completion percentage over expected, he's number one. He has been incredibly lucky. And speaking wow. of Josh Allen, Cam, Josh Allen has a 3.2% turnover-worthy throws in 2023. Ooh. 
18 of those intercepted, and only three of them were dropped. Brock mm-hmm. Purdy, 5.1% turnover-worthy throws. So every every 20 throws, he's throwing what is supposed to be a turnover. And the surprising thing is only 12 of them intercepted, 14 of them were dropped. And you saw in the Lions game, in the championship game, the Lions dropped three to four interceptions. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. how that bad he played. <laughs> and especially that bomb to, like, Brandon Ayoub. You- they changed the game. Yeah, yeah. He has his bad moments, but I mean, dude, he he plays his he plays his ass off. I mean, oh, I, 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 I'm not saying like I'm not I'm not saying he's a terrible QB. Obviously not. Like we've we know that he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, right? That's <laughs> that's the thing. But are the Chiefs D, DBs who have been like they have been a top five passing defense this this year? Yeah. Are they gonna make the same mistakes that the Lions DBs did? No, are they gonna make the same mistake so. the Packers DB did? If Darnell Savage gets that pick six, the Niners don't even go to face the Lions. Like that's how close they were to losing. And yes, Brock Purdy did get those comebacks. And yes, he is he is incredibly mobile. He is he's a mo- he's a more mobile version of Drew Brees. Like that that's like the comp the best comp. I think that's his ceiling, right? Because he doesn't have the arm talent of Mahomes. Right. He doesn't have, you know, the running ability of Lamar or Josh Allen, but he's just mobile enough to escape and create positive yardage. And he's intellectually and mentally very sound in distributing the ball to their playmakers in that offensive scheme. Oh, and when he um, knows, he knows who to update. get the ball to. Yeah. He knows. He's like, they're down what? I think against the Lions, they were down 10 or 6, 17 actually, right? 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. And they and just ran CMC. He ran gave CMC, the ball to Kittle and Ayuk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Debo, like, he's he's got it. He, and, I mean, that final drive when Shanahan essentially said, Purdy, you're not throwing the ball, but we're going to allow you to run the ball, right? He he scrambles right. for, what, 20 yards? 25 yards. And, and a lot of QBs don't make those plays. I mean, Dak Prescott would try to launch that shit into CD Lamb for no reason. Mm-hmm. Or to yeah. Michael Gallup. I mean, <laughs> the only yeah. time Jalen Hurst is running it as if it was a tush push, like honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talking about Jalen Hurst, you see his dog shit precision passing at the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Dan Orlovsky looked better, and Dan Orlovsky's yeah. on ESPN. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, like, I, I could care less about the Pro Bowl, man. I'm just uh, th- this season. Th- this season has like has sucked my life, like honestly. But I do have an update, like some breaking update. Um, this is regarding the 2025 Hall of Fame class. So for those of the people, those are the players that are eligible. It's going to include Adam Vinatieri, Earl Thomas. Luke, Ooh. Luke Keekly, Terrell Stubbs, and oh no, you're gonna like love this one, Clay Matthews the third. Oh my! Yes, about Eli time. Manning's part of you that. Too, right? about that. <laughs> yeah, Eli Manning's e- Eli Manning's got it because after all, he has like two rings over them. And next year is gonna be even yeah, more. Next years. And guess and guess what the other potential candidates are? Like some of them are in con- in consideration. Um, Vernon Davis. Marshall Yonda, mm. Joe Staley, Ryan Khalil, Darren Sproles. I did I say Vernon Davis already? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Akeem Talib, 
and the Ooh, late Demarius Thomas. R.I.P. Demarius. Yeah. Hi. Eli is making it, obviously. Demarius mm-hmm. has to make it. If it doesn't, uh, he's, he's making it. Yeah. Vinatieri's making it. Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch? I was going to say Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch and making first ballot Hall of Fame, brother. Over Clay Matthews? No. Later on. I mean, later on. Later on, Marshawn Lynch. I think Antonio Gates will get in. That, that's going to be I, one of them. I, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, you still have Reggie Wayne, Antonio Gates from this year who could potentially get in next year. Like, next year is going to be even more controversial because, like, Marshall Yonda was one of the best, like, guards in the, the past 25, 30 years. Mm. Right? So he himself has, has a shot. Joe Staley was also a fantastic left tackle, right, for, for the longest time. Um so yeah, there th- the next year I think is going to be even more controversial because you you only have like one or two who are for sure going to get in and that's Eli Manning and uh and um Adam Vinatieri. But besides that, you have what like 12 candidates for the next 3 or 4 spots? Yeah. That's yeah. it. Damn. All right. So, sorry again since I'm watching the awards. So they're about to announce comeback player of the year. The candidates are Damar Hamlin, Joe Flacco, He's Baker Mayfield, Tua, and Matthew Stafford. It has to be Joe Flacco. It's, 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 it's going to be Damar Hamlin for stepping on the field. <sighs> I, I thought mean, it was going to be Oh, Baker. shit, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, the guy rose from the dead and Joe Flacco still won. Are you oh, fucking my. serious? Oh, my God. Uh, oh, shit. I don't know about this over Baker Mayfield, who actually progressed farther. But I also uh, think in, it's in because playoffs. Joe Flacco is in his couch and showed up and and won. That is yeah. fair. That is fair. He is what like, 38, 39 years old. But like it, it, during that five or six game stretch, he looked like prime Joe Flacco. Old school, yeah, prime Joe Flacco. Yeah. And, and that was surprising because I guess it just goes to show why Kevin Stefanski also got the head coach, uh, uh, you know, uh, head coaching nod there uh, for the award because as the offensive, you know, play caller, he was also instrumental in Joe Flacco getting to that position. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, wow. He actually led the NFL in terms of passing yards per game with the minimum of 200 pass attempts at 323 passing yards per game. Okay. Yeah. okay. Considering you also had Tua, who had you know that monster season at the beginning of the at uh, the beginning of the season, like monster half. That's wow. That's shocking. I'm really surprised. I'm. I mean, Fuck as you much too. as we, we we joke around about it, I'm surprised Demar Hamlin didn't do win it. I mean, considering yeah. everything, he didn't really. But he didn't really oh. play. Oh no, he was awarded that, but he didn't. Know, right? yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I think he was just a special teamer this year. Maybe coming in in, in like uh, after I think, that, you know, Cameron, you can yeah. talk about this a little bit more. But I think he just came, he was a special teamer, and he just came in, in in like relief when you know both your safeties were out or like uh, off the. Field. Yeah, to be and, fair, you to be fair, he did kind of get cleared right right before the season starts. So I kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I right. wonder if he, he might if he plays like you know full time next year, he'll probably win it. Yeah, probably. probably. Especially if he makes, you know, a couple of a couple plays like an interception or two and if he, you know, pick actually <laughs> Yeah, or like a pick six or something like that. Maybe, yeah. 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 All righty. 
Uh, getting back to the Niners, right? Yeah. <laughs> Brock Purdy. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, Brock Purdy, while he has been, and, and this is the thing, right? While he has been explosive and very efficient, he has been incredibly lucky. And we can't forget that because he would not even be here if he threw, if those interceptions were actually plays that were made by the opposing defense. And you got to hand it to, to Steve Spagnolo, he is going to make sure that he generates at least one to two, uh, one to two turnovers, given the given the way that Brock Purdy throws, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's not that he also like it's not that he just you know throws a check down, right? He gets a lot of his uh, explosive plays through the air as well, but that also means that uh, because he throws deep pretty often, mm-hmm. he has more chances of creating uh, uh, of generating turnovers and i think the the chiefs dbs are just chomping at the bit to get one or two of these turnovers and when you're facing mahomes when you're facing the new boogeyman you cannot give him chances to yeah. to you know massacre you just like tom brady in the good old days yeah. like you can't give tom brady more possessions than they than he's going to get. Oh, so I 100%, think yeah. this is this is this is going to be the biggest thing for the Niners is they they need to hope that the Chiefs deep uh, DBs drop the interceptions. And 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 um and I also want to like mention and I also have like one thing like it and the, the apparently like and I looked at this some um, interesting style like, because like usually in a Steve Spagnuolo type of defense um which I'll get to later um they basically go they they basically go in more of a dime package and 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 for the Niners to and one more thing for the Niners they I think like if they go I think the Niners have to keep the Chiefs from like using dime personnel obviously in past in past situations because I think like the Chiefs have an amazing negative 43% DVOA. They've only allowed four yards per play from dime personnel all season. And I think with the I think with the Niners, I think they can easily break it out if they go like um two tight ends. And I, I mean, and here's the thing. Key thing for the Niners, go I think they go they have to go like um two tight end sets. Two tight end sets, two running backs. Go with that uh, maybe you go with that route option and go and go um or even try both of them at the same time, and that key, that forces like the Chiefs to to step away. They maybe go nickel, play a little, maybe play a little bit safe, like cover two or cover three, and the Niners can take easily take advantage of it. Play a lot of motion in this game, and Shanahan's good with that. But they have yeah, to continue the run game. If if they yeah, like this all stems from the from the fact that if they can if they can generate a good running game in the first half. They can hope if they if they can use that running game to create a pot to create a lead, they have a much better shot at winning this game. Because I think like if you look at the regular season, the Niners are eleven and two on the season when they have a lead at halftime. Yeah, right. So it, it it's and you know this this may seem like a knock on Purdy again, but. While it's also, you know, while he has made uh, comebacks uh, against the Packers and the Lions in the playoffs, right? As I mentioned before, like they they he, he, they still dropped potential game-ending turnovers from Brock Purdy, 
and Chiefs will not make these type of mistakes. They oh, just won't. They are the they they are the they're the most efficiently run team this season. And it goes to sh- like it, it it goes to show that. Right? They are the they are the Patriots. The Patriots aside from like a couple of years never really had like the like the strongest talented roster. Right? Rune, you can attest to this, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's not like you know, maybe three or four times you had the most talented roster in the season or uh, amongst the entire league. But more often than not, you won by creating by by not generating a lot of mistakes. And exactly. that's what the Chiefs are going to do. They will not make mistakes. Patrick Mahomes is not going to make a mistake. Right. Steve Spagnolo most he likely knows how to not make mistakes. The right? they're, they're good. Yeah, they're good at adjusting. We, we've seen this too many times now. So for the Niners to win on offense, they have to get an early lead. They have to run early and often, and they have to prevent Purdy from being turnover Purdy. Right? So I think that's how they can win on offense. And on defense, it becomes much tougher because obviously, like, it's Mahomes. It's Mahomes and Kelsey. That's going to be the show. I know Rasheed Rice is there. I know Isaiah Pacheco is there. But it's going to be Mahomes and Kelsey and it has been this entire playoff series because Mahomes and Kelsey, 27 targets in three games, 23 completions, 262 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. You know what? You know what's funny is that mm-hmm. the years that the Patriots had the talented roster, they lost the Super Bowl. Right. Oh <laughs> seven and I think twenty eleven as well, right? Oh seven, twenty twelve and, and, and that Eagles twenty fifteen when when right. they had Brandon Cooks and yeah. all of them on that on that offense. Ooh, MVP award coming up. Oh Purdy, oh, Lamar. Uh who else is a candidate? I think it's just oh yeah, Purdy, Dak. Oh, Christian McCaffrey, I think, is one of them. He's um, he's gonna get there like for you know Jagger, I guess. Mm. Yeah. It's Lamar Jackson, probably. Yeah. Yeah. He they still had the best record in the NFL, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or was it the Niners? Or were they tied with the Niners? No, oh, Josh think, Allen's think... also a candidate. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so it's uh, I don't want to they, they have a lot of candidates. I didn't I didn't realize it was like six people. Yeah. Yeah. I would not, no, because typically Jack it or... goes. It typically goes to like you know the the quarterback with the most touchdowns and most yards. Mm-hmm. But this this year, it, it it's not like any quarterback threw for right, five thousand yards. Or... I think it's Lamar. I think it's Lamar. Without given the Twitter. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Lamar Jackson MVP. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. Well, there you go. No, but it just makes more sense. Yeah. It right? Because sense, yeah. it makes sense. Because oh, at the at the last half of the season, when you know, especially I think the Niners game is what really put it over the top. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That That's the game. game. That's the, the game. Had, had Brock Purdy won that game, Brock yeah. Purdy would have been MVP. Or Christian exactly. McCaffrey would have been MVP. DMT, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah, had Josh Allen not yeah. been mid throughout the season, he would have won it. Had they not had Ken Dorsey to begin with, <laughs> they would not have been mid. Ken freaking Dorsey. Hey, he got fired. Thank fucking God. 
Yeah, he's now on the Browns. Yeah, <laughs> and no, no, no. Did you guys hear this? He uh, recently came out and he uh, he was quoted saying that Deshaun Watson was actually playing really well this year, and he's also a pretty good human being. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> fucking joke is that? Um. <laughs> I yeah, you want to say that to me, man? Allegations? Yeah, that's Ken. Come uh, on, you idiot. Um, this is my face right now. Like, yeah, I this is like my reaction. Holy, it's, 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 holy <laughs> shit, guys. This damn what? screw that, screw the voter. So, l- there was 50 votes for to become an NFL MVP. Lamar yeah. Jackson had 49 votes, and Josh <laughs> Allen had one. Oh, he would have been unanimous. Oh, I don't think we've ever had a unanimous MVP in the NFL, have we? I think we did. We had Mahomes one of those years. Oh, that Peyton Manning fifty-five year touchdown. Right, yeah, that that was also unanimous. I just wasn't wasn't Lamar the unanimous? I think so. I think in twenty he was. Yeah, I mean, congratulations. Oh, the, that his his crazy year, that that first year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had like twelve hundred rushing yards and like thirty seven hundred passing yards. Yeah, like like forty nine total touchdowns or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. So there's only that's crazy. There are only two quarterbacks in NFL history who's ever been a unanimous MVP: two thousand seven Tom Brady and twenty nineteen Lamar Jackson. Yep. Wow! Okay. Super in the playoffs. The, those are the two things that they have in common. Tom Brady yeah. couldn't win the big one, and Lamar Jackson couldn't win a playoff game. Nice to know. Well, I mean, yeah, Tom Brady did eventually did win the big one. Like, no, I mean, he tried to. He tried. No, as in like he tried to. to like, oh, that tie, year to try to dot to tie Don Shula. Shula, so like, oh, oh, oh. okay. Because I thought like, okay, okay, but yeah, um. Yeah. Going back to the Super Bowl again. So now all the awards are done, right? Sorry. Walter Payton Man of the Year is going to be announced like in the Super Bowl. So that's that'll be fine. I think it's just now like FedEx, like air and ground players. Who cares about that? Yeah, nobody really cares. FedEx and AP, <laughs> baby. Let's go. <laughs> oh, so here's a meme award of the year. Uh, least valuable player. Who is it? Oh, Is it actually like a worthy player or? No, no, like no, not I'm, when I say worthy player, I mean, I mean, like, like worthy of the award. Wor- no, <laughs> like, <laughs> is is like, are we gonna know him or is it gonna be like, you know, uh, like Deuce Vaughn who's never we're, played a snap? We're gonna know him, we're gonna know him. So, like, let a me, contributor, uh, but like a negative contributor to the let team. Let me guess, James freaking Bradbury, because I'd like to nominate him. I was gonna say Ronald Darby or something. or or Avante Maddox, Maddox, if he's still on the you know. no, like here's the thing with Avante Maddox. Like this guy this cannot even smart. play a full season. There's literally three things in life: death, taxes, and Avante Maddox getting hurt. These are three things that you will that that is guaranteed to happen. And mm-hmm. Avante Maddox, he has not played a full healthy season. And I mean, when he does, quote unquote, he's a good slot corner. Dude, you can't even stay freaking healthy for a full year. Shut the hell up and sit your ass down. Okay. All right, Rune, you were saying something? No, I think Kadarius Tony. That's my pick. Kadarius Tony. It is. Because <laughs> <It is. laughs> <It is. laughs> <laughs> no, think, think, 
think about it. He he single-handedly <laughs> costed them like the first uh like the number one seed. In Lamar Jackson's MVP speech, he said, I want to thank the Ravens for finally getting the deal done. Oh, wow. Mm. That's how you know he's, I don't he know. He was salty. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was salty, but uh, I don't know. They, uh. I don't know what you do as the Ravens now. Like you paid Lamar. You you got I guess you just go out and get more weapons. Yeah. yeah. You hope you don't do the same thing over and over again next year. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I I I think that's gonna be a uh I think I don't know like how Joe um their new defensive coordinator is gonna shape up this Ravens defense. And plus Todd Munkin has to get uh part of my French, everyone. Todd Munkin has to get his head out of his ass instead of throwing yeah. the ball 50 times, run the damn ball. And um yeah, yeah. I mean th- I mean if they want to make a decent run and hell if Lamar Jackson wants to reach a ch- an, an actual championship that is the Super Bowl, run the damn ball. Don't and don't do stupid things. Honestly, don't do stupid. Oh yeah, back to okay. So back to the Super Bowl preview on a man. <laughs> um, hey, Rukshak, sorry to sorry to interrupt you, but they actually just announced Walter Payton Man of the Year award, and that oh. is going to Cameron Hayward from the Steelers. Oh, what? Okay. Okay. Well, congratulations to Cam Hayward on this. All right. Yep. Um, all right. So moving back to the Niners for the sixth time. <laughs> because I think no, I think this is gonna be like one of those funny drinking games. Yes. <laughs> I swear if it's one of those drinking games, I'd be nailing all of you right now. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Probably. Unless Unless a lot possible. of us drink. <laughs> Unless it's Everclear. <laughs> Lord, if it's Everclear, get away from me. What are you in high school? Or undergrad? Everclear. Or I'm just joking. I never drink. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. So getting back to the let's so again back to the Niners. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Besides bracketing Travis Kelsey, um, we all know like the Mahomes and Kelsey um, pairing, probably second behind Tom Brady and Rob uh, Gronkowski because of the longevity of those two guys. But I think the other thing that is that goes pretty underrated um, or, or unnoticed or not nearly enough is Mahomes's scrambling ability because. Amongst QBs who have the uh, 50 or more rush attempts this season, whether it's design runs or just scramble, he's third in yards per carry at 5.2 yards behind Lamar and Justin uh, Justin Fields. And he has the highest DVOA at 44%. So he's better than like 44% of the average NFL QB who runs um, in those scenarios. And the second best is Josh Allen at 18.8%. Oh, so, oh, oh, put us a fucking second on that damn time, bathroom. <laughs> now I'm so. But like, 
It just no, it just goes to show like how effective Mahomes is. And you see that on yeah. film. Like every single game, he's going to have a scramble that's going to generate 12 yards, and you're just gonna be scratching your head, like, how did he do that? Like he's not yeah, the fastest. And, oh, and he'll throw it with his left hand and he'll try to do like some kind of like shovel pass or like do some left hand shenanigans and all that. Exactly. So I think you need a spy on Mahomes. Yeah, QB spy, don't try and pressure him. I mean, if you want to try and blitz him, blitz him at your own peril. Yes. Yes, because they are really, really good at uh, you know, and I think so and I think I, think I know yeah. the best matchup. Like, um, I'm a, a sorry if I'm interrupting on uh, but I oh, think like I think, like, if you want to have someone to play a good QB spy, I would say you put Fred Warner as your QB. Yeah. Fred Warner's QB spy would be your best bet. Then you have, then you could focus with Dre Greenlaw, trying to try to set him up for a blitz package or like or but, show blitz. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to cover Travis Kelsey. Exactly. That, that, that's the, what the I was going to say. Safeties are so small. Yeah, no one can guard. Especially right. Fred Warner, Deshaun on, Gibson, on Kelsey. Yeah, Deshaun yeah. Gibson, Jair you, Brown. You need to man-to-man -man match with Fred Warner on Kelsey and have like a safety shadowing him. Like you need two guys on Kelsey. Otherwise, yeah. in zone coverage, Kelsey is just going to find an open spot, get the you know, get the catch, and then just fall down or you know, spin out and then get four more yards. Like that's what he's going to do. And like you said, Abhishek, like. Their safeties are so like they don't have uh Hafunga. Hafunga would have been great. Oh my on, god, one on one Hafunga versus terrifying, Kelsey. Yeah. right? So, uh, but they don't have that. So, you have to have Fred Warner match Kelsey and you know, stay with him man to man, even in you know, zone, uh, zone situations. You still need to have uh, Fred Warner near Kelsey at all times, and that means you should probably have Dre Greenlaw spying on Mahomes or the best thing the second best thing you can do is have your four man rush contain Mahomes. But I was about to say yeah. I was about to say this is the one game where every single person in that defensive line and that includes Chase Young who is being mm -hmm. seen giving up on plays and stuff like that. They yeah. need those guys to win cuz Nick Bosa is going to get double teamed. Yeah. Right? Right. Now Joe 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 Tooney is going to I think he's out. Yeah, so Joe you're one probably man down. Be out, though. Nick Allegretti will probably step in. But there's one person I'm probably gonna I think you I think yeah, I know who you're gonna go with. There's one guy who's familiar against playing against the Chiefs, Javon Hargrave. I think he I can be a different thing. Yeah. Hargrave Last and week, Eric yeah. Armstead, both of them. And Eric Armstead, he is he's reported questionable, but uh, most likely he will be playing this game. The interior, yeah. I mean, the, the interior has to win, man. You're gonna need, you need, like Chase Young needs to go back to whatever rookie year he had and pull Ohio that State. stuff out, man. Mm -hmm. They need to. He needs to bring that back. I mean, we need Ohio State Nick Bosa to show up and. Oh, they need to just tell them that they're facing Michigan, man. Then they'll get them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cleveland, Cleveland Fer Ferrell. Ferrell. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's also there. He, so like he's also there. Yeah, like so you were saying, right? Every single, you know, D lineman has to have, you know, at least seven seconds of effort, like seven seconds of A plus effort while you know in, in passing situations against Mahomes. Either mm. that or Chiefs offense is gonna find a way, like versus you know, the Ravens, they're just going to get the ball out very quickly. 
especially yeah. to in the flats. And that's one of the things that the Niners are supply, uh, surprisingly weak against, which is uh, goes towards the strength of um, uh, of the Chiefs. Is they're not surprisingly they're not that good at defending to throws uh, in in the flats or screens or anything that's close to the line of scrimmage. For some reason, I'm not sure they have the linebackers for that. They have the coverage linebackers for that. Maybe yeah. it's just, it's the secondary. It's got to be the secondary that's you know that's unable to do that. And that's what that's what Mahomes is going to use to kill you, right? They're going to throw the screen to Isaiah Pacheco. They're going to get like you know three offensive linemen in front of him, and Isaiah Pacheco himself is going to get five yards because of the way that he runs, right? Yeah. So they're going to get like 10, 12 <laughs> yards. They're just going to keep moving the chains. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not what you want for the Niners. No, but you you have. It's going to be funny. I think when yeah. when you talk about screen passes, we might see revenge game. Jarek McKinnon, if he's alive, right? <laughs> yeah, former yeah. 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 Niner who signed oh. a massive deal and tore his ACL the first game. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, he he would be. He's going to be huge if if they if he can get. You know you know what's crazy. I know Rukshak, you're going to go into the, the the Chiefs later, but we're talking yeah. about defense for the Niners, but we we joked around all season, right? Mahomes didn't have the receivers, the drops and all this mm-hmm. stuff, but right. Rasheed Rice is showing up. He's oh, now yeah. showing that yeah. he's the bona fide number one receiver. When we talk I'm not I'm not saying I'm I'm counting Kelsey as a tight end, right? Mm-hmm. He is Rice he is, is wide receiver, receiver one. Yeah. He is wide receiver one. Tony's a dumbass half the time, but he, he makes yeah. those catches. Yeah. And and I mean Sky Moore I think he's hurt. Is he? Is he no, Skymore is coming back. He's 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 active for this game. I mean, shit. I mean, whatever Skymore is on, but the yeah. the a lot of this is going to be. I I think the the defense for the the defense for the Niners have to apply pressure. You got to do what the Bucks did that year, and I get the Bucks uh, were lucky that two of Mahomes' you know guards were out that year mm-hmm. for that game. But dude, you need the deal because. Because your your um, corners they can't cover. Ward is good, but he can't cover seven seconds. Right. The other guy, whoever, whoever, uh, Thomas, the Diamador, Andrew Thomas, Amber, right? Yeah, Thomas and Diamador Lenoir. Yeah, yeah They can't do it. They can, they they're great at you know two to three Press seconds or whatever, in. right? No. But you can't expect them to guard. And honestly, good luck to the person who's guarding Travis Kelsey because I mean they if they're I, able to stop him. They deserve Super Bowl MVP because yeah. shit, that that's legit. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. And and I think like and um well and one more thing like I did note like uh, one more thing like that is also like a big concern on this one. The Niner like the, especially like when you have like Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, the Niners have like the number one defense against the middle of the field. They are great. Right, and that makes sense. And so if you're look if you're trying to you have Travis Kelsey try attack the inside. You're probably not going to get that much luck unless unless he's probably running for like for like some deep go route or Mahomes is playing scra- scramble drill. Yeah, but the problem is is with Travis yeah. Kelsey, he doesn't have a set route. He, he never don't. like doesn't he never runs a slant up the middle or down the middle. He doesn't run a seam route up the middle, right? He oh, just, he just runs. He literally the plays open backyard zone. football. Yeah, he, yeah, and. And I actually want to like try and bring up an an image on this one. I think like um, that like it just blows my mind. Let me see if I got this. So this 
during I think like this is during um I believe this was like during the Ravens <laughs> in this Ravens game. This is this route tree. Like how many of those are actual routes? That's that's Maybe versus like, Miami. That was versus Miami this year. Yeah. yeah. I think and then I think this uh, that's um, Buffalo. against the Bills. Yeah, that has to be Buffalo. Oh god damn it. I don't want to fucking talk about and of course, like the and of course when we were talking about the Ravens, I mean he goes on that streak where he breaks Jerry Rice's record, but like I mean his, I mean his freaking route tree, he's basically running goal. He's almost like running like a goal route most of the time. Go route, slant left, slant right, or try and get open. I don't uh, and it's just like like look at that. That first picture right there shows it to you. Yeah. Bro has zero routes. He's he's literally told hey bro, just just start running and if you see an open pocket, go. Yeah. And and, and not only that, his yak ability. That is yeah, going to be he's fast. He's fast. He's but surprisingly think... fast and, and agile. That's that's the other thing. Like he can yeah. quickly get out of tackles by spinning around or just using his body and, and just getting like three or four more yards. Sorry, Abhishek. That, su- that surprised me about the Ravens because you had Roquan Smith, man. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how did, how did, how did uh, who else did they have? Patrick, oh, Queen, the Patrick, Patrick Queen. Queen. Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen. Yes. Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith couldn't stop them, which. I'm not saying Fred Warner and Greenlaw is better, but I think Roquan and Patrick Queen, if if they're one A for best linebackers, I think Greenlaw and Warner are one B. They're both pretty. Right. They're really good, and that mm-hmm. scares me because if Patrick Queen and Roquan can stop, I don't know what um, these two are going to do. The only thing I can think of is I I think Fred Warner is probably more physical and just yeah. a lot more nastier. Play jam, jam him for a little bit, and then when you're double covering, so I, I'm thinking like the route you may go is you, you may try and play jam. You just get physical with him the moment he starts his route, push him mm-hmm. off his route. But the problem, I, I don't know if that works at his advantage because he doesn't run a route. <laughs> so it's like you push him one way, he goes the other direction, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just have um, uh, just one more disturbance here. Uh, <laughs> The NFL memes page is something you everybody oh, needs to follow. Please tell me, please tell me you just saw that. I, I saw something and I with Sean McDermott. Oh no, I saw something else and it, was, okay. it cracked me up. But you can go go first. <laughs> Let me rip it on my coach. But... <laughs> Sean McDermott. McDermott. Yeah, he got a the... right here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll show it and then. Uh... <laughs> He's the jihadist of the year. <laughs> hey, hey, did you see? What the fuck? Yeah. Hey, hey, that's dirty, man. Oh hey. my god! Did you see? Did you see the jokes that people were writing about? Whenever, um, so they're building a new stadium in Buffalo, right, or yeah. wherever they're building it, and they and there's two pictures that they took of like two big beams, and someone was like, "What do you guys think Sean McDermott's thinking about right now?" <laughs> oh, <my laughs> and I was like, "Geez, man!" But on a, if you have, on a, if you... I'll find it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't say anything. Uh, I can't. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! Alrighty, let's move on to the Chiefs <laughs> while I find it. <laughs> God 
NFL means goddamn you. I can't speak normally. Sorry, sorry. I kind of, I kind of. No, no, no. Did that's you see? Uh, did you see? Did you see other other meme that they just posted? Uh, it was it was uh, DUI of the year, and it's Patrick Mahomes senior. Oh, <laughs> oh yes! <laughs> oh my god! That's the sad part. It's the third DUI for him. That's yeah, like, he's he's, he's rep, back to back man. to back. Oh, <laughs> this is not like. By the way, I'm sorry to say this. Like this, um, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm gonna be prepared to edit this, edit this out. This is not Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, where you have three tickets and you're and you lose, man. Yeah. Come on, come on, man. All right, okay. You could do whatever you want with that segment, <laughs> but <laughs> next, well, okay. So on the chief side, this is where I got to be the devil. Um, I have to play devil's advocate here. But um, so couple of ways the Chiefs can win this game against the Niners. There's one weakness of this Niners team. It's apparently gets a run game. Um, if you look at let, let, if you looked at the last two playoff games, Anand, I may have to hurt your soul on this one. I do apologize, Meradol. <laughs> but um, I mean, when you're having, uh, I mean, like when when you're having teams like Aaron Jones like rush for like a hundred plus yards, and then having the combined effort of David Montgomery and um, Jameer Gibbs run for a total of a hundred plus rushing yards, this is where I think Isaiah Pacheco can excel. And a crazy stat that I note. Is that the is that when the Chiefs are running straight through the middle, they're uh, um they're, that's like where their running game is at its best. However, it's also a weakness because San Francisco's run defense is the strongest against the middle. So I mean, like and and um and some quick notes on this one. So the 49ers, they ranked sixth or higher in adjusted line in, in adjusted line yards allowed on runs list listed on the left tackle, middle guard, or the right tackle. They're more susceptible to runs wide around the ends. And 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 for wide around the ends, like I think this is maybe like the time like Isaac, that that with Sky Moore coming in, they may use a lot of jets. That I could see the Chiefs try um trying to use a lot of like jet sweep motions. Like maybe you involve, I mean, if Clyde Edwards Hilaire or um or if Isaiah Pacheco are okay with it, they can probably run. They they could probably um try. They can probably go jet sweep or like HB draw or HB's like sweep passes. I think, um, but then. And then, of course, like um, another thing is like if I'm the Niners or I'm Steve Wilkes, do not load the box against this Chiefs running game because apparently, the Chiefs running game like this year is actually better when defense puts more guys in the box. They've had a negative twelve percent DVOA and three point eight yards per carry against a six man box. And. And I and and the and the thing is like the Niners have to get to an early lead. So if you're allowing the Chiefs, and 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 another thing with the Chiefs, they've done extremely well when they run 13 personnel or three tight ends, and they've had more yards per play from 13 personnel, 6.2 compared to 11 or 12. The 49ers are weak. Are apparently weak. Um, they have a better DVOA when they go up against 11 personnel. Because uh, because of uh, because of turnovers, but 
this is going to be the first time that the Niners are facing more of a 13 personal thing. So maybe you could like in that case, like you could see like a combination of Travis Kelsey and then, and then for some odd reason you see um, Noah Gray and Blake Bell get more involved. And, 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 and I think like, and um, do you have any, like any takes on offense um, before I move before um, I try and go on with defense, but I think like, the but also a, a little bit of run defense they um it wasn't that much of a big big weakness during the regular season with the niners having a 15 15th and run dvoa but in the playoffs they've allowed i mean um i think like right i don't know how, they've allowed like back-to-back 100 yard games this could be a game in which isaiah pacheco can can shoot for 100 for shoot for 100 yards if like if the chiefs get the ball and and the, and Mahomes starts off with more of the run game, and and the thing and, and apparently like um, oof uh, um, now, okay um anything anything you guys want to add for sure like um so I have a mm-hmm. question for you guys yeah go ahead if if the 49ers were to win the toss. Do you start the ball, you know, try to score, go down the field, score a touchdown, and start with the lead? Or do you, you know, try to play the two on two for one game before half and, you know, try to stop Mahomes? You know, what would you guys do? I, I'd take the ball. Take yeah. the ball. You have I'm, I'm thinking the same. You have to take the ball and go ahead, right? I mean, right. try to, yeah, try to start the game off by running and just draining the ball, draining yeah. the time. Right. Yeah. And, and and even as good as this, uh, and even as good as the Chiefs' offense was was at during the playoffs, their recent pro. I mean, here's the, here's the scary thing: they were shut out in that in the second half against the Ravens' defense when they made those adjustments, and and luckily they were they were able to get bailed out because Lamar Jackson kept on throwing the ball, and Todd Munkin was an idiot. No, and Todd Munkin's an idiot in this case, but. And and also like um, and and if I'm noticing another weakness on the um, on the on this Niners defense, as again that's secondary. Unless the only way that the Niners are going to win this game is if, is if they're able to bring like a four man five man rush against this Chiefs offensive line. And I think I know one easy target they may go after. That's Jawan Taylor, who I believe he leads the league in penalties yeah. on the right side. So I could see a combination of, hey, let's get Nick Bosa in this guy, get him pressured, and Chase Young can go after Nick Allegretti. And um, no, I, he can go, technically go after Donovan Smith, who's also been who's also getting a little bit weaker on that side. Or maybe you attack the left guard in Joe Tooney. Because you're having Nick Allegretti come in, although he had, he I think he had more of a mediocre type of performance against the Ravens defense. But I mean, you're going up against Eric Armstead, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave. I mean, good luck to y'all. I can see Javon Hargrave breaking in and getting a sack on Mahomes. Like that's the thing. Like even with the Ravens' pass rush, they they still weren't that effective on getting to Mahomes because. Andy they had a, yeah. had a game plan of getting the ball out quickly. Right. Like that's the thing that's going to kill the Niners defense is 
Mahomes is just going to throw screens. He's going to throw to the flats. He's going to throw to Travis Kelsey. He's going to run out of pocket, scramble, get a couple of yards, and they're going to focus on Isaiah Pacheco with they're, the running game. And I and another and another thing which I like, which I know for sure, like the Chiefs are going to try and isolate is them is the wide receivers is the wide receiver matchups. I mean, if and and this is where I like to play a game with you guys. If we're gonna, it's called match which. 49er defensive back against the Chiefs weapons. Are you ready, ladies? Are you ready, gentlemen? Yes. All sure. right. Fuck. So your first candidate is Rasheed Rice. Who are you going to pair him with? Um Traverius Traverius Ford. Ford. Yeah, Ford. Okay. Yeah, you gotta go with him. Yeah. Easy. Um this is let's a, say it's a trick question, guys. This yeah, is a Sky Moore. <laughs> Sky Moore. Nobody. <laughs> nope. Kyle Shanahan. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's a trick uh, you got to bring Talano Hafunga back. Um, <laughs> He's the guy. Or, oh no, maybe you go roll Logan Ryan. Try, maybe try three safety look. I don't know. Just but like Logan they Ryan's don't need the to. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Logan Ryan is a backup. Is a backup safety to Jair Brown. But see, I, I think it, it it doesn't matter what what they match up versus you know the other receivers. The only thing that's going to matter is Mahomes and Kelsey. Like that's the thing that's going to make or break this Niners uh, team is how effective are they at stopping Mahomes and Kelsey? So like you could you could you could go man to man against all of the Chiefs receivers. Like MVS, you can put you know Tashawn Gibson on or someone like that, yeah. someone like a safety on him because the only thing that MVS knows what to do is is go go routes. Like that's the only thing he knows how what to run. Right, go routes and post. That's it. Unless they, but, they uh, yeah, unless like all the night, oh, oh, no, no, um, I apologize. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I like they are not, you know, they're not the Niners' offensive weapons. The only thing that they have, like the Chiefs have, is Mahomes and Kelsey and Pacheco, like Pacheco with the Andy running Reed, game. Too. And Andy yeah. Reid, yeah, Andy Reid, right? So as long as, your first plan of action in, in terms of stopping the pass for the Chiefs for the Niners defense is stopping Kelsey. If that's not your first thing that you're that you're looking to do, which the Ravens shockingly for the first half did not do that. Right. The Ravens defense did not stop Kelsey. That's why mm -hmm. he was able to get like 11 straight targets or something like that and 11 straight completions. I think yeah. he had what a hundred receiving yards at the end of the first half or something like that. Yeah, he he had a touchdown. He he was cooking. It pissed me off watching it. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I yeah. I will say though, I Rukshuk, you're missing one receiver that that made the game winning catch, and that's MVS. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think like we talked about like MVS making all those go rounds, but if the if MVS, Miko, and even Miko Hardman, and yes. The ghost that is Kadarius Tony and um, maybe Justin Watson or um, or Richie James. If they start catching passes, then that could that's definitely a difference maker against this Niners defense. I mean, I mean, of course, like the Niners are they ranked fifth in zone, but twelfth in man coverage. But uh, but I, I mean, like if the Chiefs, if those Chase wide receivers are able to come are able to catch balls, I mean, yes, catch the football. That's what you got to do, guys. It takes two hands to catch a freaking football. You're looking at a middle school wide receiver right here. <laughs> so, I mean, like, if they're able, 
like if, if they're able to cat if they're able to to work on the, get those routes and actually catch the ball and actually catch the football then that's good and that's funny i'm saying this because guess who their wide receiver guess who the chiefs wide receiver coach is todd freaking pigston ex-eagle wide receiver who could not catch a damn thing during the McNabb era before we got freaking to the same todd pigston who kept on dropping God damn yeah. it makes no freaking sense it how the hell they sense. made it to the playoffs where todd freaking pinkston this far god damn hey at least at least it's yeah. not like uh wider uh giants wide receiver coach mike grow who tried teaching receivers to catch footballs using a rugby ball what the fuck? Oh, right, <laughs> I remember that. Thank you. It was for last year. That it was up. last year. Whatever yeah. it was like a video popular. Mike Grow was our offensive coordinator after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and Ooh. I mean, we barely Ooh. got away with that with the double doink, with the double doink game, and all that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you. I I don't. Sorry, Rockstar. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. I don't think you mentioned this, but a big key factor that the Chiefs lost that is a pro for the Niners is on the defensive side for the Chiefs, they lost their second best pass rusher, Charles Amenahu. Oh, yeah. that I is think, a I think this, thing. Uh, I thought Dr. Longhorn. was going to talk about that because it, yeah. it's, it's going to be, you know, that is what's that. I think that was the one thing that was going to prevent this from being a shootout or potentially being a shootout because, you know, Charles Amenahu is he's a good pass guy rusher. opposite of Chris Jones. So if you're going to double team Chris Jones, like you do have George Karloftis to worry about. And this Niners offensive line is not that great at pass protection. Yeah. But I mean, like, unless, yeah. the, but um, again, I apologize for that. But I think like with this Niners D, but again, like you're not going to expect like, um, yeah, with Charles Omenahu being out, it really, really sucks. And you have to depend on the likes of former of first round pick Felix and DK Ozoma to try and come in. And also Derek Nandi, who's their backup um, defensive interior defensive Wait, tackle. Derek Nandi is on the IR, right? He's on IR. Cam Jones is also on IR. So at least, I mean, they have a decent linebacker set in Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, and Drew Tranquil. But, uh, but I think like if I if I'm the Niners. It's like I don't care. Uh, it's like they don't need to worry about Charles. O like they don't need to worry about Charles Omenihu. The easiest thing to keep him away, to keep um Kevin Kevin's um to keep Steve Spagnolo from attacking us, just run the damn just run the damn rock and keep on going with it. Get to a lead exactly. and run the damn yeah, thing. Yeah, the biggest the biggest thing is you got to neutralize Chris Jones. I think that he's yeah. the one who terrorizes offense. But a benefit to the Niners is that they've built a tremendous offensive line. Oh. Right, and blocking for them is great too. Like Christian McCaffrey is a great blocker. Elijah Mitchell is a great blocker. Mm -hmm. Kyle Hughes in the back. Kittle oh. right there. Like when it. they run out of like the you know twenty-two personnel where they have two running backs and two tight ends. Like that is what's going to really help them in terms of pass protection. Yeah, exactly. But I uh, like if they're going to be in a pass-first scenario for some godforsaken reason, they go pass first in, in this, in like the first half. Speed, Steve Spagnolo. it doesn't matter if Charles who goes out, he will find a way to get pressure on Brock Purdy. Like, he'll use Leo Chanel as like, you know, your your line, Mike linebacker, you know, uh, with the blitz, right? He's going to use 
the weird, you know, double rotation of the safeties that he did. I, I don't know if you guys remember against the Dolphins one. Yeah. Where he started in cover two, rotated to cover one, then rotated back to cover two to confuse the heck out of, you know, Tua Tagovailoa. Right. He's going to blitz Jalen Watson too. He's going to blitz Trent McDuffie. Yeah. He's going to bring the house oh, yeah. on him. Trent McDuffie, yes. what I think like when they use Trent McDuffie on blitz packages, it was working a lot. And McDuffie is a dog. And right. And it, it, it wasn't it, it, it oh, wasn't yeah. just the fact that they blitz is the timing of the blitz. And that comes with like veteran defensive coordinator experience. Like if you just blitz every single you know, play pretty soon offenses, especially the, you know, of the, the caliber of Kyle Shanahan, right. in the Niners, they will have answers to repeated blitzes, right. They're going to go into six, seven man protections. They're going to have easy throws to the flat. They're going to probably have screens. They're, they will have answers, but if you can surprise them with blitzes, if you have four or five man rushes, like all the time constantly and surprise them with a corner blitz or like a safety blitz or something like that, then you will get turnovers and mm -hmm. that's going to be like the like the other thing you know that that's what i mentioned before with Brock Purdy is like for the chiefs defense now they have to force turnovers and get mahomes you know some extra possessions and and, and i mean like of course like mahomes has i mean mahomes has to operate with the lead and right and and well, i think like, i don't know oh, about no, that because, you know what's crazy you know yeah. what's crazy that Mah i feel mahomes plays better down yeah, well, he really does. And the Chiefs, it, it, the Chiefs turn into a very, when they're up, they turn into a, hey, let's play call to not lose instead of let's keep right. it on the throw. Yeah, Shanahan does the same thing too, but I think he's a little bit more aggressive. Uh, like aggressive, like he still runs the shit out of like Christian. And he has better he will still take the deep. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. He'll, yeah. I mean, like he'll at least be consistent with that game. And I think this is, I think, um, this is where Steve Spagnuolo may have to, um get a lot more and I, I think like if the Niners go past happy in this game I could see a lot They're of gonna lose oh yeah and I think like the best matchups I could see is this and of course I'll have to play this game with you guys I think I go uh, say yes or no to this Legereus need has to be on Ayuk the entire time yes he yeah. needs to lock him down like he did Tyreek Hill like oh, he oh, needs to yeah. push him into the ground and, and I think and, and the thing and because and and I think we all know this. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, um, I think Brandon Ayuk, and yes, George Kittle. The four of them alone are like are not only they are amazing with yards after catch. And I think this Chiefs defense. And I think like the, if they go into passing up options like this, Chiefs have the. I think they have the personnel to to at least get those tackles like immediately. They play with Steve Spagnuolo. It's more like a swarm. It's more like a swarm defense, and that is um, that is learned from the late great, the late great Eagles DC Jim Johnson, who is Spagnuolo's mentor. And I and I think like yeah, and of course like uh, Jerry Sneed has to be on Ayuk, whether regardless if it's motion or not. Then then here's the question: Who's gonna get Debo Samuel? Maybe you put Trent McDuffie, or maybe you try and disguise it with a little bit of zone. Maybe have Trent McDuffie on it, and then. The um, thing is, like, yeah. you got to force Debo Samuel to not catch the ball because once you yeah. catch him, he's a rolling tank. Yes, definitely. And I think, like, McDuffie has to – and I think here's the thing. McDuffie has to jam. They have right, to play jam. Right. They have to play press man jam. He's like, the perfect corner for that. Like, him and Legereus Need are perfect for press corners because that's the thing that they're best at, especially Trent McDuffie in the slot, Okay, which is, yeah. you know, typically where Debo Samuel will also be playing. 
you know, Brandon Ayuk is more of that X receiver on the outside. Right. He's going to be the one with the deep routes. Debo Samuel is the one who's going to be in the slot, uh, catching those slants and those, you know, those crossing routes, those digs, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Right. That that that's what makes him so good. Like you said, is his yak. So yeah. as long as you can disrupt him at the line of scrimmage, jam and, the routes. That's what right. You jam do. the routes. Throw off the timing of this offense. Then it you will have a higher likelihood of forcing Brock Purdy to make turnovers. And that's what the Ravens did. When they beat the Niners, they forced pressure on uh, Purdy at the line of scrimmage, and that generated a lot of turnovers, right? They, they, never, bit, they never bit on the play action. That was the yeah, biggest thing. That, they yeah, didn't bite. 100%. And I, I, that, and I think that has to be the biggest thing for the Niners, is that if you run the ball, run, run the ball, right? But that mm-hmm. play... Reaction. I hope he's built the place to the way that he's got, you know, there there's that do you guys remember the play versus the Cardinals where he he threw he had Debo running down deep field and he had Kittle in the middle of the field. Joan Jennings mm-hmm. is running like a like a um not a slant, but he's running like a dig route. And then you've got yeah. CMC that's just following him right there on the side that he could just toss it. You need right. to have multiple right. outlets for Purdy. You can't just tell him, Purdy, just launch it because it's going to get picked. He's going to do yeah. something stupid. And I and I know you, we haven't gotten here yet in, in the conversation, but I truly think more than Christian McCaffrey, more than, you know, Ayuk, George Kittle, Brock Purdy, to me, the X factor in this game is going to be how they utilize Debo Samuel. Oh, mm, I can see that. that first. Can, that first Super Bowl, if you remember, yeah. Debo ran it, ran a touchdown. I and, and I yeah. have a feeling they're going to use Debo as a running back this game a lot. Mm-hmm. I they've done and that they a might lot make Christian McCaffrey a pass receiver, a pass running back. It would and, be surprising that too. Yeah, and and it, like um, Ben Solak of the Ringer did a excellent breakdown of what makes the Shanahan offense so special, and what he mentioned was because they run out of you know a variety of different personnel sets. Uh, they they typically they focus on on like twenty one personnel or twenty two personnel, but the personnel that they have itself is so great. You have you have a wide receiver who can be running back in Debo Samuel. You have a running back who can be a wide receiver in, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey. You have a fullback who can be a tight end in uh, Kyle Husek. You have a tight end who can be a wide receiver or a running back in George Kittle. And mm-hmm. then you have a, a super, like, speedy, agile wide receiver in uh, Brandon Ayuk who can also block a little bit down the field. Like, their personnel is so they are the Avengers. They are the Avengers this year, and Patrick Mahomes is Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good example. And oh yeah. And yeah, I think I think yeah. no, go Sorry, ahead, Avishai. No, 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 go ahead. No, I, I just think, you know, it's we we make it sound easy, right? We're saying, hey, just run the ball. Hey, you know, yeah. <laughs> check downs, prop thirty, don't turn it over, but Take what the defense is giving you, yeah. Take I, and I think this is the one thing that I, I personally really like about Brock Purdy, is that he understands he's not. When I say not that guy, he is not Patrick Mahomes. He knows right. he's not that level. He mm-hmm. knows that he solely will not beat the shit out of teams, right? 
but he knows his role and he's fit right into it. And he's right. like, my goal is to not turn it over. And he could give, he could care less if he's the bus driver, right. Or the bus rider or the bus driver. And his teammates love him. I think they love him more than they love Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think they yeah. believe more in him than Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, and, and, and the difference between, yes, and adding on to that, the difference between Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy can throw down, can throw downfield much better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Exactly. He's, he's, a, he's more accurate. I know, I don't know if you talked about the whole yeah. dropped interceptions. Every five, every 20 passes is a pick, but I think if, if we've, if we've ever gone back to the film on a lot of the, I want to say a lot of those picks that's happened was that Ravens game. Yeah, a right, lot yeah, of them. That yeah. Ravens four and picks, Vikings game were the game, two yeah. were the two games where he threw like a combo of like seven picks in two games. Yeah, right. Everything else, he's been like pretty. I'm not gonna say flawless, but you know, he's he's not been the reason why they lost games. Mm-hmm. And the two games that they lost, or the the three game streak that they went on without Debo and Trent Williams and whatever. Yeah, he was pathetic, but they also played really good teams. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and they were also very close games. Like I think with the Browns, that was like the Browns was a close game. Yeah. yeah, it was a close yeah. game. Yeah, it was a mixed field, a missed field goal. The Vikings was a game-winning field goal, and mm. obviously the Ravens was just a destruction. Right, isn't that a, was a better team? We could say at that. that point. Yeah, and who I, they lost five games. I'm, I'm I'm forgetting who else they lost. Uh, the to. one against the Rams where Sam oh, Darnold the Rams was there. Game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and they that, that was like they were like okay, like letting loose at players. They benched everyone, right? So yeah, that yeah. Didn't matter. Oh, yeah. the Bengals game. That was the Bengals. other one. That, yeah. that was like a, Joe an Burrow, anomaly. That was Joe Burrow's welcome. I'm I'm fucking back, baby. Yeah. That was that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Poor guy got hurt. We miss Joe Burrow. You need to come back, man. The yeah. only guy who's shown to defeat Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. <laughs> it's it's totally Peyton cool. Manning and Tom Brady all over again. It's stupid, but it happens every time. It's but, Peyton um, Manning and Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, but like getting into it, like I also think like another and another te- another part that Chiefs defense that needs to step up against this against the, this Niners offense has to be the linebackers and the Niners with that offensive power. They want to attack the middle of the field big time, and I think this is where you may. I think like a, when we were talking about blitz packages, maybe we see Leo, maybe we see Spagnuolo throw Leo Chanel going after the cube, going after the, going after the quarterback, or like like he did in the Ravens game, and also Drew Tranquil. I thought he was like he was a he was a season pickup for the um for the Chiefs, like from the Chargers, right? Because yeah. I think he leads second and third levels with four postseason pressures, and maybe you go you try and like use. And the Chiefs have done really well when they and when they actually use three defensive linemen and they try with like three down linemen and probably bring have like a linebacker going as um as a as that fourth pass rusher. But and this is like especially with like Charles Menehu being gone and um and on and if and if I'm the Chiefs and of course I'm the Chiefs defense, you better pray that they don't run the ball. That the the Niners don't run don't run the ball a lot, and that Pat well, Mahomes gets you an early lead. So question for you though, yeah, go the, ahead. the Chiefs blitz and did all that stuff right against the mm-hmm. Ravens. They did that a lot because Lamar runs the ball. They were just trying not to get Lamar out of the field. Right? Don't don't you know 
they brought the linebackers in so much because they were like, hey, we're we're not going to lose because of Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they wanted to lose by Lamar's arm, right? Essentially, yeah. they were daring Lamar to throw the ball. There, I, well, I don't think that Spagnuolo he might he might blitz often, but I don't think he's going to blitz as often as what he did versus the Ravens. Yeah, because because yeah, because Purdy's not going to run. He can't do that because because these weapons and and dude, you can every single uh, skill position for the Ravens outside of quarterback is dog shit versus the Ravens or oh. versus the Niners. Sorry, hundred percent. Yeah, Odell cooked zay flowers okay fine he's 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 good but i i would still take debo over him right i okay. mean who else do they have mark andrews and george kittle you can say even take kittle kittle over i think it'll be because uh he's just younger he he doesn't have the injury right yeah, yeah. like mark andrew was coming off of an injury which is why he was so limited yeah, you could say, you could say the yak ability they, they wash whatever like in, in a right. regular season game they wash Right. And then you still their offensive line is better. The Niners' offensive line is better, and I take the coaching. Too. And I take yeah. Shanahan over Harbaugh, right? Mm-hmm. Offensively, mm-hmm. who is the is is Harbaugh Todd the OC for Todd, Todd Munkin? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would take. I mean, based on how he coached that last game, I would take Shanahan in a heartbeat. Yeah. So the defensive game plan for the Chiefs is going to be really interesting to watch. Yes, Rockstar, like you said, they're they're going to pressure, but I don't think they're going to send the blitz every three plays or every four I, plays like they did versus the Ravens. Yeah. I And and here's the thing, like, because they've only like, um, from, from what I've understood, like um, the chiefs are going to be, they're only probably going to be blitzing mainly like on passing downs, but see Spagnuolo is not going to hit it like too many, too much. Like, I mean, um, looking at this from Arrowhead pride, um, FB nation's home for the chiefs over the last two games, this t- this um defense has generated pressure on over 19% of its bl- blitzes by off-ball defenders. And this is where I think like and and especially going up against the Niners, I mean, four of them are like yak monsters. So this is where Spagnuolo has to be very very careful if he's going to add the if he's going to blitz, he has to disguise it properly. He cannot just do it like 24/7 like you you live by the blitz, you die by the blitz. It's not going to be like Dan Campbell. He will have a game plan. For that and um and and also one more thing i want to go back on that chiefs offense if i they i think like for mahomes especially like uh i think like to in order for like for chiefs to win this game they have to, i think the the running game has to be a little bit more stronger um especially with nick um especially with joe, joe tooney not being available on the left guard in that left guard position you can expect more of um, javon hargrave to get more pressure but and if I'm and, and again, like this is where you have Isaiah Pacheco and um yes, Clyde Edwards Hilaire has to be involved. Maybe you try and get them more in for like um more short for like those art for those running backs uh, running backs short passes and um and maybe you try and use like sky more on jet sweeps. Um I know I'm like beating the I'm like beating the door like over and over again. It's old school, but I think like the Chiefs also have to score in the fourth quarter. They and the Chiefs defense has shown like they've they've been unable and this offense, this Chiefs offense has not been able to score in the fourth quarter. Like look I mean, if you want a case, look at look at this um look at look at the Ravens game and probably the Bills game as well. So that's um I mean that's what I got. Um any, like what are you guys' takes on this one? Yeah, I think. Um, go ahead, Cam. I'm I'm good. 
I'm a little groggy right now. I'm a bit tired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can see that. But yeah, uh, for, for, you know, for the Chiefs, it's, it's hard to like, this was the year for other AFC teams to beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this was the year for the Bills and the Ravens to beat the Chiefs. I don't think. What are what are the Chiefs going to do in the offseason? Well, they're going to reload at the wide receiving position. They're yep. going to probably reload at you know the offensive tackle because they're actually they're very good at drafting and developing offensive uh, offensive linemen. Yep. they're going to reload on the D line, which is their three weakest positions. And like another thought experiment, if you put Patrick Mahomes on the Niners this year, oh my god. They go twenty and zero. That, that's a ridiculous offense. Them. That is a ridiculous offense. I think you probably weighed the white flag surrender. Like honestly, like do they they score like forty points a game? The 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 Niners defense at that point would just you know be just letting up an average of like twenty points a game or something. I think the you Niners. Know, the Niners defense will still be in Cancun, and, and and I mean the Niners defense can like if that were to happen and Mahomes is in that Kyle Shanahan offense, the Niners can literally the Niners defense can literally take a trip to Cancun and still win this game regardless. Yeah. it it just goes to show how effective Mahomes is at at being clutch. Like no, <laughs> so many people counted him out, and he's just like, no, I'm going to beat you guys. It's, yeah, it's the the best chance that the Niners have at, at beating this team is everybody has to play perfect. It has to be a perfect you game. You can't have mistakes. Do not and, do what the Eagles did last last um, Super Bowl as a not make freaking adjustments in the second half. Right. Or like or just run the football like like we've been saying this entire episode. Right, and it's not easy, but the more you do, like emphasize the run in whatever uh, scheme you choose, whether it's inside zone or outside zone or power or whatever it is, right? The more you run the football, the more, uh, the the less, the, the fewer chances that Mahomes has at changing the game, and that's that's the big thing, right? It's not about you necessarily scoring more points. It's about mm-hmm. Mahomes having less chances to score more points than you. Yeah. And that's I think that's all we can say, right? Like we'll just we we've we've beaten around the bush. Like we we know what the Niners have to do. We know what the Chiefs have to do. Um yeah. anybody else have anything else? I'm good. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm good. Yeah. And of course for special teams. Jake Moody has to make a field goal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, that actually could be huge. That could it, be huge. Yeah. This is why they they're indoors. Like if it was outdoors or something like that, mm. and he misses it. Yeah. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Special All teams right. will be key for sure. Yep. Yeah. So we gotta ask this question on predictions. Yep. Who has the win and how? Abhishek. Wow. Um that's a lot of pressure. Uh, <laughs> as much Bowl, as I, baby. Like, get, you got that pressure yeah. now. As exactly. much as I want the Niners to win, as much as I I, I, I hope 
you know, Christian McCaffrey gets that ring that he deserves, you know, Debo Kittle, you know, Kyle Shanahan finally, you know, expunges all that ghost from 28 to three and, <laughs> and the, the loss from what, three, four years ago, you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes and he, he is Patrick Mahomes. He's like our new age Tom Brady, as much as I hate to say it. Um, the biggest thing that people would always say is Tom Brady would have one of the worst teams. LeBron James would have worse teams or whatever. You just don't count them out when it comes to the playoffs. You, they're, they're a different breed. And oh, I'm taking, I am taking the Chiefs by a game-winning field goal. Oh, Harrison Butker. Harrison, Harrison Butker is going to win it back-to-back years. Damn. All right. Cameron. The Bills fan. I don't know. I got. I don't know. I got the Niners. I'm not rooting for the Chiefs. I don't care. What, <laughs> I don't care what you say. I hope. I hope my prediction's wrong, man. And, yeah. and I, I'm praying that I I'm jinx, jinxing them. But yeah, no. Yeah. I think the moment will be too big for Brock Purdy. Mm. Let's see. Oh yeah, and how much do you think the Niners will win this game, Cam? At least by a touchdown, in my opinion. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Damn. shootout, I guess. He's, he's just, he just wants Mahomes to die. <laughs> like, I, didn't <laughs> I, didn't deserve, I didn't deserve that shit. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, it, like when I said, like, it's a Big 12 offense, the funny thing is Patrick Mahomes, I say this all the time, Texas Tech, Brock Purdy from Iowa State. It's funny that we're ending this with two Big 12 quarterbacks. Um, Baroon, uh, what's your prediction? I mean, you, you know, Patrick Mahomes, like, so early in his career, he has two Super Bowls. The Chiefs, like, the worst they've been is AFC Championship <laughs> coming off a Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, against Brock Purdy. I mean, it would take a hater to pick, like, the Niners. So give me the Niners by three. Oh. <laughs> Call himself a hater straight up. All right. I love it. All right. Love. Unashamed. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, what about you, man? On the one hand, I realize that picking against Mahomes has been the death knell of every NFL like better this entire season. But on the other hand, I have so much hatred for the Niners because <laughs> they are to us what we are to the bears like they are kryptonite <laughs> they are our kryptonite they own you just like, i know just like the packers and the 49ers are the cowboys kryptonite <laughs> that is true that is true um but yeah I, I i gotta go with mahomes i'm sorry but there's there's no way like i picked against him in you know, versus Josh Allen, that failed. Not Josh Allen's fault. He played really well, but it's 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 the circumstances, right? It's it's everybody else that will fail versus Mahomes. I picked Lamar, and he failed miserably. So I just I have to pick Mahomes here. I think they they just win outright by ten points. Oh, I don't see it being right. a close game. I, I just don't think Purdy is good enough. Like, he's a good quarterback, but I don't think he's good enough to overcome his mistakes. 
Mm. He did it against good teams like the Packers and the Lions, but they are weaker teams against the playoff Chiefs. And I know that both the Packers and the Lions have defeated the Chiefs in the regular season, which is a shocking part. Mm -hmm. But when you have, you know, a, a team like the Chiefs beating the Bills and the Ravens, who are arguably much better than the Lions and the Packers, in the playoffs where everything matters and the Chiefs are just buttoned down, they don't make mistakes. I just think that Brock Purdy's one to two turnovers are going to be the demise of the Niners. And I think the Chiefs win 30 to 20. Okay. All right. Yeah. I just don't see Mahomes making more mistakes than Brock Purdy. And that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to, like, I think Kyle Shanahan, he realized against the Lions late, like, in the second half, like, oh, wait, I have to run the football. And they did. They were really successful at it. But they still had, like, two turnovers that could have gotten, uh, that that would have gone Lions' way. And, and the Lions just shot themselves in the foot. So, like, everything went in favor of the Niners. Luck was on their side in the fourth quarter. And they squeaked out a win by three points. They squeaked out a win by three points against the Packers. And you can't just squeak out wins against lesser teams and then hope to be a contending team in the biggest game of the season against yeah. the team that has play, been playing like the best team in the playoffs. And you have the boogeyman. You just can't. Like, if they, if they had blown out the Packers and the Lions, I would have had so much more faith in the mm -hmm. Niners. But because of the fact that they only won by three points against both of those teams, I just cannot put more faith in Brock Purdy and the Niners, the Avengers, than in Thanos and Mahomes. It's going to be Infinity War. Thanos is going to win. Mahomes is going to win his third. Damn. In and five years. This is just insane. Do you guys remember the last time a... Uh a team won by only three off all post all playoff games. No, I don't think so. No. It, was, it was the Rams. Mm. They won by three mm. again, yeah. and they won by three against the Cardinals, the Buccaneers. Oh yeah, the Niners. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Forgot about the Bengals. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and the Bengals, man. They did. They pulled it off in a row, man. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And oh yeah. And with this, uh, my prediction, um, I honestly think that, like, the I'm, I'm, I'll say this. The Niners have better weapons on offense than the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, and it's 100%. But then again, everyone has said this. It's all based on the quarterback and how they are playing in, the, in, the po in this postseason. Mahomes, playoff Patrick Mahomes is a different animal. Brock Purdy, we've seen him play two great games from behind, and he was able to pull it off with, with great help and great weapons. And honestly, we may be seeing the same damn thing. So, and on my heart, I kind of want the Chiefs to win because of one asshole who I'm going to call out on this page Debo Samuel, I am placing the curse on you. <laughs> 
I oh. am placing the curse. Oh, come on, house. man. Yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> I am, no, I, no, I am salty as hell. They beat you guys. They, the Chiefs beat you they guys beat last the year. They beat the fuck out of you. Come they on, man. I'm sorry. You. You gotta, you and Niner, and Debo, Debo trash y'all so hard that you should you should accept it. You need to <laughs> hey, accept it. You know what? It. Hey, the better team won that, but it's saying like it's not a rivalry and all that. I'm sorry. Just for my sake, I think like, but but like uh, but it comes to honestly like real like looking at the real like analytics and all that. Pa I mean Patrick Mahomes is playing in the playoffs is playing at a at a different level, and Steve Spagnuolo will have a great game plan to counter up against Brock Purdy. He's gonna try and, and making and making those second half adjustments is what he does best. And Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan in the playoffs, he doesn't have that track record in the Super Bowl. And that's what it's going to outweigh. Experience outweighs a great, talented team. I know that firsthand because of last year. And I'm going to say the Chiefs win this game by um, by field goal. Harrison Butker kicks it. Patrick Mahomes gets one of those long-ass drives. And, of course, for me personally, I'm placing the infinity curse on, <laughs> on Debo Samuel. <laughs> but I know he's going to have a great game. He's going to have a great game, but I'm placing the curse on Debo Samuel. This is coming from the person who, who that happened. This is coming from the person who lost the Super Bowl the same fucking way last year. Yeah, I Don't know. Think shit. Don't think shit. Bro, I he, know. He's I just so you. salty from that game. I am <laughs> salty from the first game. I, I, I Lord have so, mercy, so, man. <laughs> hey, guess what? I have more. I have. It's so damn salty that we can have that. I could create a new Dead Sea right next to my apartment in Albany. <laughs> That's how damn salty I am on, on this one. And I will uh, get my revenge one way or another. Even if it's Mahomes losing or Debo crying like a bitch at the end. But I'm good. But like honestly, like like looking at this like realistically, Chiefs are gonna win this game. Yeah, one more stat about Mahomes. In his playoff career, right? Six years, 17 games, so a full season in the playoffs. 17 games, 14 and three record. Jesus Christ. Right. 67% completion rate uh, percentage, 4,802 yards, what 39 the hell? touchdowns, seven picks, uh, adjusted net yards per attempt of 7.67 6, yards, 282 passing yards per game, so 106 passer rating, four. Uh, fourth quarter comeback, uh, fourth quarter comebacks, and five game winning drives. I think we're forgetting that thirteen out of those you said seventeen, right? Games, yeah, seventeen. Or? Yeah, fourteen out of those seventeen games is played with Tyreek Hill as his wide receiver. Yeah, Damn. yeah. And we forget that part. But yeah, really but last impressive. year he was also three and zero, right? Like no, three and zero. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just yeah. saying when 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 we. When you hear when you said the four thousand yards, it was like holy right. shit. Well, yeah, the, but yeah, Ty Tyreek like took like a shit ton of those right. the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of those came in twenty twenty one, where he had a thousand yards in three games, mm -hmm. at an average of three hundred fifty two passing yards a game. That's just insane. Yeah, that was wild. That was coming yeah. up, right? That was in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What a what an episode! <laughs> oh, I do want to. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna. Did you? Did you? I hope. I don't know if you stopped recording, but to lot to end on a lighter note. Uh -huh. Um, 
Keegan Michael Key. He was the he was the host for the NFL Honors today. Yeah, and he he made a joke, and he was like, "My understanding is that Taylor Swift is in Tokyo right now. The only people farther from the Super Bowl are the Carolina Panthers." <laughs> oh man, Key. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, that is funny as hell. Hell y'all yeah, hell y'all haven't made the Super Bowl in what eight years and you fucking got beat out by Peyton Manning that year? Idiots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not even not even Peyton Manning, dude. It was like noodle arm Peyton Manning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was Von, Von Miller, Miller defense. Yeah. Von Miller yeah, Demarcus Von... Ware. And Champ Bailey. Yeah. No, I don't think it was Champ Bailey. It was a keep to leave. Oh keep to leave. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wasn't Champ Bailey on that team? No, yeah, I thought he was the safety. I don't know. I don't think Champ Bailey. Uh, okay, like while we're while we're closing this, I'm looking up Champ Bailey right now. Yeah. <laughs> like no, like I really want to know because he should be one of those people that should have won a ring. And I know Vaughn was on the. I think team. he I did. Know. I think. Oh no, he did not win a ring. Okay. He I know Vaughn was on the ring. Team. I know. Oh, it was it was it was TJ TJ Ward and Akeem Talib led by. Yeah. Wade uh, okay. Okay. TJ yeah. Ward and Akeem Talib down. Wade Phillips. Yeah. yeah. All righty. Well, yeah. that's yeah. There's Black one word. thing that there's one thing that came out of this season, guys. Broncos finally beat the Chiefs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wait, wait. Uh, I just uh, flew uh, under the radar. <laughs> wait. Uh, 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 what's up, guys? Broncos country. Let's ride. Um. Yeah, I got a shout out to my wife Sierra. She's been really grateful to me. Shout out to my Broncos country right there. And let's go with Jerry Judy, Camp Sutton. We're gonna we're gonna get this ball rolling. Sean Payton's our coach. We believe in him, and I know that they cut me off, but but I still got that talent, man. Broncos country, let's try. Uh, damn it, damn it, um, Russell Wilson. Why do you keep on interrupting me? This always happens on us. I haven't heard well, it back in a while. And he comes in next year. You probably don't have to worry about that because he's oh, probably God. not gonna be the quarterback yeah. of the Broncos. He'll probably go back to Seattle or something. Oh my God! Imagine the scenes if that happened. Oh, Geno <laughs> Smith and uh, Russell Wilson on this. Oh, God. already JSN was like hesitant to say anything positive about Shane Waldron, who is now the uh, offensive coordinator of the Bears. Oh, he had wow. like a minute long pause, and he literally questioned, "Are we live?" <laughs> like <laughs> while on Radio Row. JSN oh was God. like, "Are we that live right now?" <laughs> that is funny as hell. That's hilarious. Oh boy. Oh my. Anyways, God. well, that's gonna be the end of this episode. Fantastic yeah. episode. Uh, thank you guys again for coming. Uh, let our viewers know where we can find y'all. Whoever yeah. wants to go first. You guys can sub to my Instagram. It's Instagram three four. Follow me. What the hell? <laughs> nice. Yeah, there you go. I'm always on there. Mm -hmm. righty, let's do that. Rune? I mean, I gave my plug last time. I'm good. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, uh, for those who did not listen last time, he is uh, a writer on a Patriots fan website. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Fucking complaining how, oh, we're going to beat the Bill Hurrier. Fuck you. You only won one game. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like we're going to see that next year. 
It's three minutes till midnight, like Eastern Standard Time, and we're still talking <laughs> about Don't Rose. worry. We're, we're going to get to you guys for our uh, AFC East breakdown episode that we're going to do in the summer. That's going to be a fantastic Oh, man. I'm, dude, like, yeah. bring out the samosas and the popcorn. I want to get ready for that, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, we'll be wide right of that. I'm sorry. God, I'm damn it. <laughs> Alrighty, <laughs> I'll be shake. Uh, if you want unfiltered, like nonsense about the Cowboys, Mavs yelling about them constantly, follow me on Twitter. Shack the Shrek, come through. <laughs> there damn. we go. Let's go. Alrighty. And if you guys have any questions about our podcast, send us an email at nflmasala at gmail.com, spelled as nflmasala at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on one of the four podcast platforms that we host the podcast on, Apple, Spotify, Google, and Pocket Cast, or Rockshuck. You can also find us on our Instagram page, which is at NFLMASALA2022. That is all lowercase, NFLMASALA2022. You can also follow us on Twitter or X at the same handle at NFLMASALA2022. We're going to hit you with our signature outro. Go Pack Go! And fly, Eagles fly. Take care and have an awesome day.